Welcome to a special post-Monday edition of Super Bowl 57. We're live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Mr. Kim McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brownhead. That's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow me at Keita McGee on the Twitter and Akilah's going to be on the IG. Make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app today. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, you can get catch up on our other live shows that we have airing throughout the week. So, if you miss them, you can go back and listen to them and watch them at your own leisure. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app today. Speaking of Sports Zone Chicago, you can get at us at all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Please find Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. And if you want to subscribe to our podcast, which I know you do, you've done already, please continue to do. You can subscribe to our podcast at War on Anger. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes on those podcast platforms. You ready? W-A-R-R on Anger. Once again, that's War on Anger on all podcast platforms. And while you're at it, just please, please, please give War Media a follow at W-A-R-R Media on all social media platforms. And that's War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun and free of alcohol, and we have very definite opinions. <laughs> you have any definite opinions, do not to our extravagant guests. We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You can always hit us up in the comments section at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions and comments in the comments section. Lakina will get that up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and or do something stupid, I've given Lakina full power to give you fools to feel and be a boot. Oh, bye. I love what she says that. But before we, we begin, we must remind you, you can also catch Sports on Chicago now available on Roku TV. That's right. So celebrate with the squad. Give it the program. Sports on Chicago is now available on Roku TV. If you already have a Roku television, television, just tap on that sports folder and download Sports on Chicago through that avenue. If you don't have a Roku TV, you have a bunch of handheld devices laying around. <coughs> iPad, iPhone, iTouch, your personal PC, your Chromebook like I'm using right now. Just download the Roku TV app and access Sports Zone Chicago. So no more excuses. Celebrate with the squad and get with the program. Sports Zone Chicago is now available on Roku TV, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, live and on demand. Anywhere and anywhere you want, it's all right there for you. And you know we... Oh, boy. Hurts with time over the middle. There's Smith. He's got a first down. It gets kicked out of bounds. Four-man rush. Hurts looking for a block. Gets it. Sneaks around. Smith. Hurts looking. Throwing another wide-open receiver. It's Smith again. Breaks a tackle inside the 15. Third and three. Hand it off. Gainwell surging forward. He's in. Touchdown, Philadelphia. Gotta go for it. Surging forward is Hurts. No signal yet. Second down. Mahomes firing. It is caught by Kelsey in stride. Travis Kelsey up near. Pacheco. Good strong cut. Breaks a tackle. Pacheco inside the 30. Shoulder down. All the way down near the short motion. Mahomes looking that way, throwing that way. Kelsey got it. Touchdown. 
Mahomes, a lot of time, slings it over the middle, and it's Kelsey again. It was wide. And Bucker is hooking and hits the post. No good. Chiefs show blitz. They come with it. Hurts is blocked up. A.J. Brown has a first down. His first. Hurts has all day loaded up, taking a shot, looking for A.J. Brown. He's got it. Touchdown. And, and those, those... No, go ahead, Sid. Sorry. <laughs> those clips are, came courtesy of Fox TV, Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson. We like to thank them one and all. As the Kansas City Chiefs win their second Super Bowl in four years, defeating the Philadelphia Eagles by the score of 38-35. to 35. Isaiah Pacquiao, Pacquiao <laughs> thank goodness I pronounced his name wrong last time for the season. He had 15 carries for 76 yards and a touchdown for the Chiefs. Jalen Hurts. Had 304 yards passing in a touchdown pass. He had three rushing touchdowns. And Devontae Smith for Philadelphia had seven catches for 100 yards. Lakina, the Chiefs trailed by 10 points at halftime. They came down in the second half, scored on every offensive possession, scoring 24 points. The Philadelphia defense, Lakina did not show up. They only had zero sacks. Not one, not two, not three like LeBron James. They had zero sacks on Patrick Mahomes. They did get a couple of good shots on him, especially towards the end of that first half. What I thought that he was going to talk about Mahomes, that I thought he was going to not return to the game because he's still uh, uh, get beyond that angle that he suffered a couple weeks ago. But Kansas City stuck to the game plan from the AFC Championship game, like we said on Friday, Lakina, and they were able to roll in that second half, taking advantage of that uh, bad secondary for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, it was one of those. It was one of those games where you thought that it was all about momentum. You thought that maybe Philly had the momentum. You know, going into the uh, going into halftime, especially with the long halftime show being almost a half an hour. We'll get to all the other you know pomp and circumstance mm-hmm. and the halftime shows and the commercials in a second. In you know, a little bit, probably not till after uh, our, our first time out here. But it was one of those games where you like you know they had the momentum. The, you know, the Eagles did, and the Chiefs you know, came on in the second half. I don't know what stuff that Pat Mahomes had. You know, can I have some of that stuff? Wherever he got. <laughs> he was kind of superhuman and 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 whatnot, and you know he was able to you know come in and and just th- you know just throw three touchdowns and you know two of those and you know some of the guys were, were wide open. We'll get to uh, the uh, the Eagles defense in a second, but it was one of those things where yes yes we talked about the James Bradbury play. That's all like a lot of people are talking about. Yes, it was a hold. You know, yeah, could they have you know swallowed the whistle and not you know kept the flag in the pocket? Yeah, they could have, but. That's like on the like down a list of the reasons why Philly lost that game. Zero sacks on uh, Pat Mahomes. Zero. Yeah, he got a couple of open field tackles and such, but zero sacks. That's not gonna win it for you. And people forget that Jalen Hurts played that. You know, I'm sure we'll have it on the on the clips there. But that Jalen Hurts play about like about like three quarters through the second quarter. Who that that changes the trajectory of the game. They were up 14 to 7 at that point. Who knows what would have happened had that not had happened. And you know, Nick Bullard will get to him in a second, too. But yeah, there are just so many things as such. I mean, you know, Jonathan Gannon, I know he's a defensive coordinator. Well, maybe not anymore, because apparently he's a finalist for the uh, the Cardinals job. Where were you? Mm-hmm. Like, where you did your mind was your mind on that interview instead of trying to win this win this title for your guys? Like, you know, where were the pressure? What was the pressure on Pat Mahomes? Like, where was you know, leaving guys wide open? You know, never mind, you know, Kelsey. You know, forget Kelsey for a second. Like, I mean, you know, leaving him open is never a good thing anyway. That's like the worst thing you can do for, uh, for somebody. But leave, leaving guys like, 
like Scanlon, uh, well, wide open. Lee uh, Smith Schuster and uh, Jared McKenzie, who had a, had a great game. You know, Tony and uh, it's just like one of those things where you're kind of like, it was just so many things that they you know, that would want for Eagles in the second half. It was just like I, I you know, I think Eagles. I know Eagles fans are pissed, but you know what? Where they're being, why they're being pissed about. <laughs> Those Philly fans are never happy, even when they win. But that's a whole nother issue. But I want to stick with the issues on the field. And the Philadelphia Eagles, as a team, had 115 yards rushing on 32 carries. I know Jalen Hurts led the team in rushing with 70 yards off of 15 carries, including three touchdowns early. But uh, Kenneth Gainwell, who they tried to get going early, he had 21 yards. He was second on the team. Miles Sanders and Boston Scott combined for 24 yards. Uh, that That's not going to get it done. I told you that Miles Sanders could be a, a hidden candidate for MVP on Friday, Lakina. Uh, they didn't give him the ball enough, in my opinion. I know they have a three-man rushing attack. You, you can include four, including the quarterback, Jalen Hurts. But 115 rushing yards total as a team, that's not going to get it done. A.J. Brown, they were trying to get him going early, but – they forgot about him at the end of the game. I thought one of the one of those catches that he had toward the end of the game, it was overturned. I, I strongly disagree with that call, but it wasn't the reason why Philadelphia lost. But uh, he was starting to have a good game, but they got away from him. Devontae Smith led the team with 100 yards off of seven catches. I thought they could have found him more in the end zone. I think they did a couple of times toward the end of that first half, but they got away from him in the second half. Dallas Goddard, the tight end, had six catches for 60 yards. I think he was a, really only the other – consistent receiver besides your two outside receivers for the Philadelphia Eagles. But like you said, Lakita, that their defense did not dial it up. I don't know how many times they blitz. It, it just sure didn't seem like a lot to me. Zero, zero, and, zero blitz, zero blitz. And zero. I know they recorded five quarterback hits, including that one hit that almost knocked Patrick Mahomes out of the game toward the end of that first half. But they didn't really uh, do that much, in my opinion, being aggressive. And we saw Kansas City's young second there being taken advantage of in that first half. But like you said about momentum being, you know what, it transferred over to Philadelphia's secondary in the second half being exposed. And Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, crew just took advantage of it. Yeah, man coverage, uh, the uh, the Eagles you know, performed on a season high, almost 56% of pass plays. You know, And unfortunately, uh, Travis Kelsey uh, capitalized on that. You, you know, four of his six receptions were against man coverage for 39 yards and a, t- and a touchdown. So I don't know who, especially that. I, I mean, it was sort of like I don't know our buddy Lamont Scott. What's up, Lamont? You know, said on uh, hey, last like, was it was it a was it a comp was it a Casey comeback or was it Philly Zippo? You could probably you could probably say it was both. I mean, look, you know, Andy Reid showed that experience. He made the adjustments when he needed to, but at the same time, though. The the Eagles just kind of went away whatever the game whatever game plan they had like you know Fletcher Cox we'll I think I think they only said his name I'm talking about like Kevin Burkhardt and Griggles I think only his said something like combined like twice Hassan Reddick only had one tackle he was like the guy that was you know he was kind of like a one man wrecking crew in the NFC Championship game a couple of weeks ago against the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Donald Kinsu, I think, was only his name was only called once. That was for a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a holy penalty gave uh, the Chiefs a first down. So, like, where, where were those guys? I mean, Darius Slay was leaving guys open. I mean, you went to a couple of Pro Bowls. Pro, Pro Bowls. I mean, you know, you know better. And it was just like my. It was just a complete collapse by the Eagles defense. And look, you'll know, give Andy Reid credit for dialing up some of those offensive 
office of plays, you know, going, you know, shifting and you know, all that stuff. They did a whole they did, they tried to do the whole merry-go-round play again, like they did a couple uh, about yeah. a month ago. But uh, you know, but look, Nate Bolton had uh, nine total sacks, eight, eight, nine total time, let's just say, including eight sacks, had the scoop and score that that kind of changed the game. You could probably say he could have you know gotten uh, an MVP consideration because he was a he he made the stops when he needed to, and it was just you know, of course. You know, Willie Gay, I think, you know, did his thing. And also, too, excuse me, Frank Clark did his thing as well. So, yeah, you know, Trent McDuffie you know, did a, you know, has some big plays as well. So, like, it was definitely kind of like a sort of a tale of two halves. The mm-hmm. the, the Eagles the Eagles offense were able to keep the defense, you know, Chiefs defense on their heels. The Chiefs offense got the Eagles defense on their heels in the second half. The only difference is, is that the Eagles defense didn't make the plays late. And, of course, the Chiefs actually made the stop. So, I'm talking about their defense. Yeah, speaking of Philadelphia's defense, let's keep going on with some names that were MIA yesterday. Hassan Reddick, only one tackle. He had two of the five quarterback hits on uh, on Patrick Mahomes, but that wasn't enough. Josh Sweat only had one tackle and one quarterback hit. I know he got called for the penalty too, but he was missing in action. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, I thought, had a decent game in the first half, but in that second half, he was part of that secondary that uh, got exposed. So uh, Philadelphia's uh, other supporting cast outside of Fletcher Cox, did not show up, especially in, in the second half. Andy Reid, as you mentioned, made some adjustments, and they, they committed themselves to talking about Kansas City to run the ball. They actually spread the ball around uh, outside of Travis Kelsey. You, you talked about uh, Kadarius uh, Tony. He had that big punt return uh, uh, late in the game. You, t- you talk about Justin Watson. You talk about Sky Moore. He had a, a catch for four yards. So uh, Kansas City Chiefs made some adjustments uh, during that halftime uh, break. Uh, in Philadelphia, I don't know what happened outside the defense just stinking it up. Uh, it looked to me like they didn't make any adjustments, especially on defense. You couldn't get to Patrick Mahomes. Everybody in the world knew that he had a bad angle, and you didn't uh, blitz him a couple of times. It, it just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, the whole thing was just a terrible uh, thing from word jump. And, you know, you mentioned that, uh, that punt return. I think that kind of, like, changed the sort of, like, the, the – not, the, not the, you know, the, the, the outcome, but it changed the trajectory of mm-hmm. – that, that was just a bad uh, punt by Aaron Sippus. And, you know, mm-hmm. it was a wobbly kick to begin with. And then, you know, you know Tony was able to get it down to, like, the 18 now. The good news for the Eagles is that they did only hold them to a field goal, you know, but – that kind of didn't help their cause either. So that, you know, especially with the way their defense had played. So it was just one of those games where it was just like, there were so many things that went well for the Eagles. And look, I mean, you got to give uh, the Chiefs credit. They win their third Super Bowl, their second in four years. Uh, Pat Mahomes win MVP, uh, Super Bowl MVP again. Again, you could probably could give it to Nick Bolton, but you know how people feel about giving it to defensive guys. Mm-hmm. Mahomes did uh, break a, a curse that he's the first NFL uh, MVP of the regular season, but you know, you know, since Kurt Warner all the way back in '99 to win the Super Bowl MVP, the Super Bowl that same season because there, there had been a curse. You remember we talked about that? Yeah, you know, the other guys that had QBs that had won, and since Kurt mm-hmm. Warner up until Mahomes did it last night had lost the other team lost the super bowl so it was just one of those things where i think you, you gotta break you know all that stuff and yes yes you're right uh uh lamont i mean yeah he did you know andy we did out coach nick Sirianni's. so that 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 play a real quick before we go to break i mean yes that bradbury uh you know that you know hold or whatever you want to call that i mean he admitted after the game that it was that it was a hole so he did held him now I feel as though that Smith Schuster, even if he hadn't held him, I mean that th- that that ball was like on its way to like Flagstaff like, or Scottsdale. So I don't think he would have gotten <laughs> that ball anyway. So, but then you go and let him have the opportunity, let him score early. You you had you said about give or take about ninety seconds left. You could have mm-hmm. given your team a chance to try to 
pass, you know, tie if not win it because you know Sirianni would have would have went for two had they scored that touchdown. So, you know, if they had more time, but yeah, I mean, there are just so many things that were wrong for the Eagles. It's just that you're you're, you're you know, it, it was just not not good all around for the Eagles in that second half. Yeah, and I like the comments that Greg Olson made on the telecast last night, and he said that um, mostly the referees will, uh, will swallow that, uh, those types of calls, especially during the last two minutes of a game. We talk about that in basketball all the time, that the refs just let them play. Uh, uh, to a degree, uh, I agree that you should let the players decide it on the field, but if it's an obvious uh, penalty, you should call, and that's what the refs did last night. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to take a quick break. Of course, we're going to talk more about the game and all the records that Mahomes has at this point. Is this a dynasty for the Chiefs? I mean, so people are asking that question. Also, too, you know, the best of commercials, through, you know, the, you know, the, the pregame stuff and all the other, other stuff as well. Of course, we got it's halftime. Also, too, of course, we're going to do our studs and does one last time this year, this NFL season. So, a lot to do still. The Keenan McGee, Cindy Brown, Second City Sports on Sports of Chicago. More Super Bowl 57 talk right after this. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. <laughs> I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things. None of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. <laughs> Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration.
Hey, this is Dr. J, and I listen to Sean and Maya in the morning. Hurts spins away. Here comes Frank Clark. Throws opposite his body and it's caught. Just get the playoff here. Give it off to Gainwell. Pressure in the backfield. Scurries out of it. Out across midfield. Hurts on a quarterback draw. Nowhere to go. The ball is loose. Sitting on the turf. It's picked up by Bolton. No one in front of him is going to score. Hurts design run with room out across the 30 and still going for a first down. Sorry about that. We were trying to uh, get you some more clips here. Hurts. Gets it out to Boston Scott. One-on-one, good move. Makes a man miss, and another, and another. And Scott is near a first down, and I think he's got it. Four-man rush, quarterback run. Hurts using his legs, stays up, and room to run. Jalen Hurts inside the 20. Now Hurts on the keep. Has the seam, and Jalen Hurts is in for the touch. Third and 15, four-man rush. Mahomes in trouble. Mahomes now going to tuck it and run, and he is taken down. T.J. Edwards came to get Quick throw. Tony's got it. Tony walks in. Touchdown, Kansas City. Low sinking kick. Tony on the run. Still up on his feet. Tony has a wall. It's another block. Tony inside the 20. Tony still going and he's down to the player on back to back plays. Blitz coming. Mahomes. Man wide open. Touchdown, Chiefs and Sky Moore. In those clips, it came courtesy of the NFL on Fox from Super Bowl 57 last night as the Chiefs defeat the Philadelphia Eagles 38 35. Harrison Buckner. Nailed the game-winning field goal, which is only a few seconds left to go on the clock. Welcome back to Second City Sports, the Monday edition, the post-Super Bowl edition, right here on Sports mm-hmm. on Chicago. We're live in the living color. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow your truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-80, S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow my Kina McGee on the Twitter and Akina was scrubbing on the IG again. Apologies for those uh, <laughs> clips not playing properly. <laughs> shout out to our guy, Mr. Yeah, shout out to our guy, Mr. Money Earning Mount Vernon Fairly. Uh, welcome back, Vernon. Holy thing, things are well with you. He says that on our Facebook page, that holding call by the Reds are the sole reason why the Bears won't win a Super Bowl, even with all the great talent. That's why the league is a joke. Uh, as we said before we went to break, Lakina, I know the, the referees in most of these sports should uh, let the players decide, especially. In the last few minutes of the game, but if it's an obvious penalty or foul, you should call it. Yeah, you really should. I mean, that was and look, Bradbury admitted that it, that he held him, so you know he did it twice actually. So I think you know people need to. I, I understand what Vernon's saying and what others have been saying too all morning, but I kind of feel like that wasn't the reason why the, the Eagles lost. I mean, I think people need to kind of get that out of their head for a second. You know, zero, mm-hmm. you know, zero uh, 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 sacks, zero pressures on Mahomes, zero blitzes. 
that's not gonna win you, especially if you play someone like a Pat Mahomes who's not at a hundred percent. They knew this. Jonathan Gannon, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll, we'll get to you in a, I'll get to you in a little bit because I got a lot to things to say about uh, Mr. Gannon here uh, for a minute. But uh, let's go through some of the stuff that uh, that Pat Mahomes has done now that he has another Super Bowl title and another Super Bowl MVP, another MVP. Um, you know, he joins a list of, of of guys that have won the AP NFL MVP award and a Super Bowl in the same uh, year. Joining guys like Bart Starr, Terry Bradshaw, Mark Mosley, Lawrence Taylor, Joe Montana, Emmett Smith, Steve Young. Brett Favre, Terrell Davis, and Kurt Warner. Not a bad list to join. He also is five years as a starter. He's he always been through five straight AFC championship games, five straight AFC West titles, five straight 12 win seasons, five straight Pro Bowls. Now, now two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, and now two NFL MVPs. And he joins a list of uh, guys that like Tim Duncan, Bobby Orr, Wayne Gretzky, and Mario Lemieux. Why? Well, there, he now joins a list of those guys, and now Mahomes has won multiple league MVPs and finals MVPs before turning 28. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's a pretty impressive list there uh, that Mahomes has uh, joined. And also, he's the first player in NFL history to win multiple championships and multiple league MVPs within his first six seasons. So, whew, okay, I think I, I'm exhausted with all, that, with all this that Mahomes has done. So, yeah, you're talking you about know, Mahomes or Tom Brady. <laughs> right. Well, and then, look, let me ask you for a second, Sid, because they're already some folks are saying, oh, is this a dynasty for the Chiefs? Are we, you know, because Andy Reid's already said, look, I'm, I'm keeping going. Look, he's got four Super Bowl appearances now, two Super Bowl rings. He can kind of just, you know, roll off into the sense of like, you know what, you know, I'm done. But no, he says he's going to keep going. So what do you think? Yeah, why not? Andy Reid, of course, uh, uh, slammed those demons uh, out of his skull. Excuse the expression when they when he won the Super Bowl a couple years ago when they beat the 49ers. Of course, he failed to get the job done in Philly, even though they went to, I believe it was four straight NFC title games before they got T.O. in 04. And finally, they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots. But uh, remember, I asked um, Randy Cross that question uh, this time last week about is Andy Reid one of the greatest coaches ever, at least in the top five, top ten list. Uh, and he said, he, I believe he went about it and said yes to, to a lesser extent. And he's up there now, in my opinion. No, he didn't win it with Philadelphia, but he's won two with Kansas City. Perhaps the perhaps going to be uh, the one of the if not the best quarterback in his generation when it's all said and done. So uh, a great accomplishment to Andy Reid. He's always put out uh, consistent playoff teams, championship contending teams. He finally busted with now two Super Bowl ties with with Kansas City. But he, he's in my top ten of of that group of uh, the best coaches in uh, in the modern NFL history. Yeah, he really has. Has done a two full two now. Look, do I think it's you know, we're the, uh, the brink of a dynasty? I think people need to kind of be careful how they put that word out because, look, I think you know in their own division, especially. I mean, I think the Chargers are going to be a little bit better this year. Now they got you know Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore is a new uh, DC, so you're on the hot seat there, uh, Brandon Staley. Um, you know, we'll see where Vegas is. I mean, Denver. You know, you got Sean Payne now, a competent coach now, who's who has a Super Bowl ring himself. Yeah. So. You got to think that, you know, Russell Wilson, we'll see if he still has it. You know, they actually have a pretty solid uh, defense, you know, a team overall, um, you know, and the, and the Broncos do. So we'll see how they look next year. So they, they've got a tough going in their, their own division, the AFC West. So I know, yeah, I know Chiefs fans are both saying people, they're going to be boasting for like the next six months. So goody. But, you know, I think people need to kind of look back on, uh, look at next year and sort of like, you know, let, let, let's wait for a second until we start, you know, especially – you know, with the Bills, we'll see how they look next year. The Dolphins, <laughs> the Jets, we'll see how they look. They made some minor changes. In the North, you got 
the Ravens. We'll see how they look. We'll see if Lamar Jackson will still be there. Uh, Cincinnati, they've been doing a couple, you know, they've kind of exercised their curse. The Steelers, the Browns. Um, in the South, you got the Jags. They're an up-and-coming team. We'll see where the Titans are. So, And the Colts as well. So, yeah, they're, they're, look, they're, they've got a lot of competition in, in, in their own division, too, and also in the conference. So I think people need to kind of just uh, slow it down with the, with the dynasty talk with the Chiefs. Not to say that they can't do it, but let, let's slow it down. Yeah, they got away with it this year. Of course, we talked about it during uh, the all-season. Lakina, uh, it was I thought it was going to come back to Miami about losing Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, it, it, apparently, it didn't. But in this uh, salary cap uh, league, you're going to have to make some tough moves. And the Kansas City uh, has gotten away with this so far. Patrick Mahomes is there to stay. Travis Kelsey, as long as he's got some skills left, he's still going to be there. But all your other – the star, stars in other positions that uh, they want big contracts and all of them are not going to stay. If I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan, of course you're happy today, but you got to worry about your stars on defense, especially with Frank Clark. I don't know what his contract situation is, but in Mr. Jones over there, number 95. But mm-hmm. some, I'm not sure some of those defensive stars want to get paid. And uh, you know as well as I do, Horace Grant, the former Chicago Bull and Orlando Magic player, said it best on the Orlando Magic 30 for 30. In professional sports, Everybody, you cannot make everybody happy, and so we'll we'll see what happens going forward. Yeah, absolutely. You know, well, look at say, you know, the, the, I don't know what their caps. I'm sure what the, I don't know what the team's cap situation is, but like you said, you know, Willie Gay is another name that's probably something to look out for. Too. I'm sure he wants mm-hmm. to get his uh, his paid. So there's, mm-hmm. there's still a lot of guys that need to get. And look, Juju Smith Schuster. I mean, I'm sure he's gonna want to get paid as well. Remember they got him in that trade from the the Steelers. So. Mm-hmm. Let, let's you know, yeah. So let let's see how they're you know how everybody kind of like you know yeah they got some young talent there and such. You know Travis Kelsey. We'll see how he still looks. You know being a year older, he's over thirty now. So mm-hmm. I think people need to kind of just sort of like chill on the whole like dice stuff at least for right now. Now they've already uh, they've already uh, let out uh, some of the Super Bowl odds for next year uh, Super Bowl, which will be in Vegas. <laughs> okay, you know that should be that should be interesting. Uh, and the network will be CBS next year. <laughs> yes, it will. And uh, who do you think who do you think are the favorites? Who do you think they have as the favorites? Probably besides Kansas City, probably San Francisco. San Francisco's number four. They got they got the the okay. four uh, best odds. I would say the Jets, but I don't think it's it, obviously it's not official. They're going to get Aaron Rodgers or not? But I'm sure they're sniffing around the top ten. No, not the one, not the uh, the town I'm looking at. Okay, so I'm wrong on that. But trust me, if Aaron Rodgers uh, is traded there, they'll be up there in the top five. I'll guarantee you that. Uh, let me get like I said, I'm not on Google, so I'm just guessing off the top of my head. Uh, Philadelphia again. Number three. Okay. Uh, let's see. Not the Rams. Not Seattle. Definitely not the Bears. So, and I don't see Minnesota up there either. I'm going to say Buffalo. Number two. Okay. Let's see. Mm-hmm. I, I would say Denver, but they got Sean Payton. We don't know what they're going to do in the draft. We don't know how Russell Wilson's going to look. You know, I think he's going to look a little bit better next year. So I still won't go with Denver. Um, I'm going to just throw this out there. I'll probably be wrong, but Dallas. Dallas is actually number six. As a one, the one okay. on the, the odds I'm looking at. You should have kept your first guess, Sid. You said you Denver? said besides. No, 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 no. Besides, you said besides the Chiefs. They actually had the Chiefs as a favorite <laughs> at number one. At, uh, plus, okay. yeah, plus 600. Uh, they got the Bills at number two and plus 800, 850. The Eagles plus nine hundred. They got the Niners at plus nine hundred. The Bengals at plus nine hundred. That's kind of interesting. Uh, plus fifteen hundred for the Cowboys. 
plus 2,500 for the Chargers, plus 2,500 for the Ravens, you know, with the Lamar Jackson's contract situation. I'm a little surprised that mm-hmm. they would have them that high, but and interesting, you know, they got at number nine, which I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, uh, okay, uh, they have the Packers at nine, which at plus 3,000, which I'm kind of like, really? Wow. They make okay. a Jordan Love to be that good, huh? <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't <laughs> I have no idea and uh number 10 is the hold on is the bucks which I'm trying to I, again I, I'm scratching my head with that one too so like wait is Tom Brady coming back because he already he already filed the papers of uh, folks his retirement papers on Friday so like he's not coming back uh anytime soon uh they got the Jags uh, after them the Detroit the Giants the Saints the Vikings and if you're wondering where the Bears are, they're near the bottom. They're like at like 29th at plus 8,000. So you can bet $10, you, you get 800 and $810. Uh, $810. So, I wouldn't bet that just yet. We'll see what happens with that do after free agency uh, lean up to the draft. But right now, I'm not taking that bet worth Chicago. Uh-uh. I think they can maybe be a playoff team next year. I'm not banking on it, but... I think they could sneak into the playoffs next year with the right moves, obviously. But as a Super Bowl fa- favorite, uh, no. Yeah, they got the uh, the Cardinals and the uh, the Texans rounded at the bottom two there after the after the Bears. They're like in like that that bottom tier. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, that that yeah, interesting odds there. So uh, the Fox bets Fox bets have that odds. So um you know let that just say that they have some of the teams there but yeah it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting so uh who is the second season sports on sports on chicago lakina mcgee uh Cindy brown with you now outside of the, the game you know for a second here Sid, we'll do our studs and does in a second but you know what was your favorite party you know, among the you know, ha- the halftime show rihanna chris Stapleton's national anthem shirley rousey sing lift, lift every voice and sing uh, uh, Babyface, sing, uh, well, singing America the Beautiful and the, all the commercials. We'll start with the music stuff first and we'll, we'll work our mm-hmm. way from there. I did not watch the halftime show, I had no interest in watching it. I saw some of the comments on social media. You could, as I always say, you can take it with a grain of salt. Uh, congratulations, by the way, to Rihanna. She's expecting her second child. That's probably why she didn't do a whole lot of stuff last night, according to the comments that I read. I'll let you comment on the, the actual performance. But as far as the beginning of the game, Shout out to Sher- Miss Shirley Ralph, a.k.a. Mo- Moesha's mama from the 90s in that comedy series. It's 11 from the 80s. Uh, she oh, did yes. a bank. Yeah, she uh, she did a bang up job with a literary voice and sing. And most people don't know this, uh, you younger folks especially, but James Weldon Johnson uh, wrote that song. And I remember we had to sing it in, in school back in my days. And so uh, she did a great job on that. Babyface kept it simple with the with the guitar, uh, with the America, the, the uh, um, America, the beautiful soul. Uh, he did a great job. I, I, I thought for a minute he was going to bust out and do I Love You, Babe, from 1987. That's just me being, being silly in my head. But, yeah, he, he did a great job. And, of course, Chris Stapleton, you know, you and Christine talked about it on Friday. I heard the name, but I'm not a big country music fan, but I heard the name. He, like I said, he had a, a soul for his a voice. Uh, and he did a great job as well. I think he maybe – I think he – did he go slightly over two minutes? Because it, little, it seemed like he did. Well, no, the the official account I believe was like one fifty three or one fifty four. Okay. So if you took, okay. Yeah. So if you took the other two minutes, you probably you had a nice little start there with that mm-hmm. win. But yeah, uh, yeah, a solid rendition 
uh, by all of, of them. Yeah, like you said, like you said, I mean, I'm, I'm glad Shirley Roth is finally getting her her flowers. Finally, yes. she already has an Emmy and a Critics' Choice Award to her, mm-hmm. to her name uh, right now. But uh, yeah, of course, you can catch her on Abbott Elementary. Baby face again, like you said. I mean, they kept it simple with the hat, with the America the Beautiful. I mean, with the guitar. Yeah, you know, simple. You know, nothing. You know, too much. But you know, but that that's kind of like that's who Baby Face is. So and he still looks great, by the way. Yeah, um, I can't believe he's in his early sixties. Yes, he is. He is, I believe. He is in his early 60s now. So, My uh, yeah, uh, Chris Stapleton, look, I know some folks relate to uh, the Chris Stapleton party. I know Chris, he has actually seen him in concert in Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got that cool, like, blue-eyed soul. I think my mom even said, wait, I, he, she thought he was black for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, uh, no, mom. I mean, yeah, he did perform with Motown. I think he did say Motown was, like, one of his biggest influences growing mm-hmm. up. So, um, I believe he's from like Louisiana, I think, uh, so or Kentucky, I think. Oh, he's from somewhere in the southeast, but uh, yeah, that was a uh, you know, really great rendition by by him. But uh, the Rihanna performance, I mean, you know, you can never go wrong with the, uh, an elevated stage, I mean, you can never go wrong with that, but you could tell that I could tell she was pregnant because she wasn't doing a lot of your know, dancing like she usually would do like during the performance. Mm-hmm. You kind of tell that something, you know, either she was you know, maybe hurt or maybe she was pregnant because she kept rubbing her belly. I saw a little bit of a bump there. So I know some people are like, well, how can you, how can people be so, no, I mean, look, I mean, people notice things on social media. That's just how it is. Yeah. So, you know, you know, she wrote her stuff. I say, basically say she was pregnant and her rep confirmed it after the performance. I mean, she performed all her hits. I mean, you know, was it, you know, like she, you know, no, no, you know, you got no Jay-Z, no uh, Drake. I know some people were, there were some bets on whether or not so either one that was going to come out. That yeah, Jay-Z happen. was at the, actually at the game last night. He was night, at the so game, so that, that. He was going to show up to do something, but uh, I guess he didn't. Yeah, I mean, look, she doesn't really need anybody, but I think it felt that it could have been a little bit more of. If I had to give it a grade, I'd probably say a B minus, C plus, because okay. it, it, wasn't, it wasn't the worst. But it wasn't like like last year where he had all like you know the stages, different stages, you know, you know performing and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, just kind of like saying that that performance for me. But you know, but yeah, it was it was okay, not 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 the greatest, but it wasn't terrible. But yeah, it was good for what it was. Okay, maybe I'll check out some of the clips at some point. Now, Evan, I'll be honest, looking, I'm one of those people that I'm just there to watch the game. I can give less than a damn about the commercials. Uh, the last time I thought a commercial was great was, which actually was 23 years ago. Remember the Baltimore yeah. New York Giants Super Bowl? Uh, the Cedric, the entertainer, he's a comedian yeah. for those of you that don't know. <laughs> the Cedric, the entertainer commercial with the Bud Light, he accidentally sprayed that girl with that Bud Light. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought, in my opinion, that was the last great Super Bowl uh, commercial, in my opinion. But I checked out a few last night. Uh, of course, Donald Faison, he's an actor. Remember, he used for the movie in the TV show Clues. I think it was him and two others sing. I forgot which song they were singing, but they were, it was for a G5 T-Mobile commercial. I thought that was good. And what product was yeah, this? Uh, like, you know, it, it, it was the um, this was the lady. She was uh, in flag football. Uh, uh, Aaron Andrews was interviewing her. Aaron Andrews, I guess, was trying to tag her or grab something. She started running. She ran past security. She ran past other personnel. She ran past a, a white SUV, and then someone was chasing her. And, and um. What's her face was in the was, commercial? Um, yeah, Billy Jean King was, said sorry, and then she was like a mini OJ sliding down escalators and stuff. I said, mm, interesting, but I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, I, I I think it was one of the insurance commercials. I, I don't, I'm not really okay. sure. I didn't see I didn't see that commercial. I know people were talking about it. I don't, I'm not really sure what what uh company that was. Now going back to that T-Mobile commercial, it was Donald Faison, Zach Braff, of course, you know, from Scrubs, both of them from Scrubs, and Josh okay. Rose, they were singing uh 
you know, from Greece, of course, you know, John Travolta, uh, mm-hmm. of course, had his best uh, vote from Greece. So, yeah, I mean, that was a really, I thought that was a really cool commercial. I actually like the, uh, the, the, I like the Uber One commercial with uh, Diddy and Jamie Foxx. They had like some of the, the various uh, artists who had uh, one hit wonders. If you remember, uh, among some of the uh, other ones, you had uh, Montel Jordan, who actually figures into our old school TV Monday show because he appeared on this show. We'll get to that later on. Uh, uh, Donna Lewis and uh, Hadaway, of course. You know, I can't sing any of the songs because we don't have the rights to them. So. But it's off. <laughs> that's yeah, all that's about, that's about all it is. That's about all it is. It's some of the other one hit wonder of uh, folks, but that, that was a really cool uh, commercial there. Uh, what was another one? Oh, oh, uh, the other uh, Timo one with Bradley Cooper and his mom. That was that hilarious. was that was a good one. Yeah, that was. I a good love one. that one. That that yeah. that one was hilarious. You know, his mom is a hoot. So make sure you guys check that out. You did a great uh, job, mom. Okay, yeah. baby. Okay, baby. Oh, you might you might win an Oscar someday. I know you've been nominated twice, but maybe the third time will be the charm for you. That's hilarious. Uh, the uh, the Lisa Silverstone uh, Rakuten one. I thought that was really cool. I mean, they had yeah. We one. talked about the, that on Friday. I saw it the first time this morning. That was that that that, that was good. Another commercial. Uh, I thought that was very clever. And the FCC, I know that uh, these people had to be careful with the SEC here in the United States. Um, Africanos from Mexico uh, uh, playing on the uh, the old school Adam and Eve Bible story. (laughs) I'm sure the FCC kind of kept an eye on that one to make sure. Yes. Yeah, too nefarious there, but uh, yeah, it was it was uh, yeah that one was actually uh pretty cute. I, I like the uh the one with uh Aaron Paul and uh, Brian Cranston, of course from uh Breaking Bad. You know that was for the Doritos. That was actually pretty pretty funny. Well, it was it was popcorns. I think whatever uh whatever uh company that was. I think it's a variation of the Doritos. Uh, there was another commercial I really like. Oh, the Steve Martin uh, Pepsi Zero one. Pepsi that was, one, uh, yeah. I like that one. Uh, <laughs> when he said. Hi, oh, is he an actor? Is he acting? Is he not? But yeah, that was. And then he's trying to take off those surgical uh, plastic gloves at the end, <laughs> struggling to take them off. <laughs> right, that was hilarious. Of course, you I, I, another one I thought uh, better than I thought. Found it was pretty funny. I I forgot uh, which part of it was for Ben Stiller. Uh, he, oh, was, yeah, that, he was proposing to the lady. She started freaking a, out. He got yeah, kicked in the face. Like, yeah, pain is real, folks. <laughs> Yeah, that was a Pepsi, because uh, that was a little Pepsi commercial. Yeah, I okay. saw that, but I thought that was pretty funny. Some of the strange ones, I mean, the Square Squarespace one with Adam Driver, I think that was kind of uh, odd, like having multiple Adam Drivers. Like, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, depending on how, you know, I guess what role he's playing at that point, but uh, I thought that was weird. The Sarah McLaughlin Bush, uh, uh, Bush Light one, that was kind of odd, too. You thought it was going to be serious, but then, no, no, the guy said, oh, no, 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 not today. But like I, I didn't get that. I didn't, that kind of went over my head. I didn't get that one either. So yeah, those are like so the commercial kind of like that had me like scratching my head. One more, yeah, one more commercial before we uh, move on. Did you check out the food bike commercial? Because uh, it, it, the oh, way yeah, they the, did the, it, the, the way they, yeah, the way they did it, I thought I pressed something on my remote. I was like, I don't get food by on my TV. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> explain the, the commercial for those of you that missed it. Yeah, the tube one. I think that kind of threw off a lot of us off because. You know, you thought that maybe, you know, they, they said, you know, the guys who did, the, the folks who brought the, who this idea was, is that they set up really nice. You saw Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson, you know, mm-hmm. the setup was it, and then, you know, started, like, you know, you saw the menus and everything else. Those mm-hmm. who don't know, no, uh, Fox owns Tubi, which is a streaming service, a free one, too, so all you need is, you know, to uh, download your smart device, whatever you got. You don't even need an email. You just got to, 
you know, just you know, all that. But uh, yeah, I mean, that was a weird commercial. I think I thought my my remote was possessed for a second there. So I yeah, like, <laughs> or they had a glitch or something. <laughs> right, I thought that maybe something was wrong with the with the thing or the game. So I was actually that that mm -hmm. was yeah, I know that was bizarre, but that was very very clever by the two B people whoever thought of that. That was actually very yeah. clever. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was clever too. And like I said, my favorite commercial was the avocados from Mexico. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was, that was a solid one, too. Yeah, that was actually good. Uh, all right, Sid, you know, let's go one more time this year, our studs and duds. All right, my three studs are Jalen Hurts, despite that turnover. Isaiah Pacquiao, 15 carries, 76 yards, and a touchdown for Kansas City. And my third stud will would be Devontae Smith, even despite having the catch taken away from him via the replay. He still had seven catches for 100 yards for Philadelphia. All right. Uh, some good ones there. But I'll say Nick Bolton, who probably you probably say that probably could have been MVP along with Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Of course, Pat Mahomes, of course, the way he uh, you know, came back from, you know, like, hey, you know, I'm here. You know, I'm, I'm healed or whatever. You know, superhuman. Yeah. <laughs> with his three touchdowns, you know, this, you know, two big touchdowns. And also, too, I'm going to say uh, – well, yeah, you know, I'll give it. I'll, you know, I'll give it to you. Know, Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson. I'm gonna do a. You know, I'm gonna give it to them because they actually played mm -hmm. a really good game. They didn't do too much. You know, they didn't make it about themselves. They let the game breathe. A A A A plus A plus for them. You know, calling that game uh, last night. All right, three duds. Of course, the Philadelphia defense. Uh, their running game, which is my second dud, and my third dud. Uh, just because, and it's only because of what they did in the first half was the Kansas City secondary. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, that was a that wasn't yeah that was actually uh, pretty bad. I think like, mine does. They all, I'll say Eagles defense. That's my number one dud. Um, mm -hmm. Who else? Uh, who else? What I would say is a dud. Uh, hmm, I would say maybe I'll I'll, you know, I'll say James Bradbury for not knowing you know not, I'll say I'll say Jonathan Gannon for uh, from that that defensive coordinator. Yeah, they didn't play well, but you didn't do any uh, better by you know by with all the stuff about mm -hmm. you know the you, you you didn't blitz Pat Mahomes once, you didn't go for that ankle even more, you didn't you know blitz them, you didn't you know try to do zone <laughs> reads, you got fooled by various plays. Really, was your mind on the Arizona uh, job, dude? You're a finalist for really, <laughs> and also to a real quick uh, Terry Bradshaw, who I love dearly. But during that post, that that uh, trophy ceremony, it was not good at all. You know. Oh, so, speak. Yo, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll no, no, no. Just want to finish this real quick. Then you can you can do your thing. Uh, but yeah, I was like, no. And then you said, you know, he should be. He shouldn't do it anymore. You know, you, you got you got you know, Kevin Burkhardt who does it during the World Series. Get him off the booth and let him do it. Look, Michael Strahan is right there too. Get him to do it too. I'm sure the players would love to talk to him too. At least you know he's a guy who's just retired not too long ago. So. Yeah, those are my three duds. Yeah, speaking of Fox TV, I was, I was on a text chain with, with the guys from War Media and then the old Dean Davis show. And I, and I counted at least five times that Fox muted some players after the game, yep. including Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, where they were interviewed by Aaron Andrews. I was like, uh -huh. hmm, potty mouse there. But before Mahomes and Kelsey were interviewed, uh, it was about like two or three mutes. I was like, hmm, interesting. But that's what happens when you have instant access to these sounds to these players and, and you go live so i counted about five beeps last night not beeps but mutes remember back in the day it would be just beeps or they would just let it go until they start changing the rules i'm talking about the fcc many years ago yeah that was actually you know, pretty you know, funny and uh how they did that, yeah. how they did that but yeah like two seconds like it was a five second delay no, i think it was, it was three but now it's mm -hmm. five so 
Yeah, that was a little bit weird. But yeah, look, look, it was emotional. If they want to swear, let them swear. Who cares? Also, shout out to Melvin Ingram who got cut by the, you know, who got cut by the charge. They ended up, you know, going to the Chiefs now has a has a ring. So, you know, there you go. Yep. Yay. <laughs> All right, and that is our Super Bowl talk for the for the well the, till next year, I guess. You're gonna go to Vegas. <laughs> now we gotta but, go from the obvious high to the obvious low. And talk about these bulls. If I had any hair left, I would pull it, Lakina. <laughs> oh God, let's uh, let that. I think, well, we'll keep the bulls talk to a minimum. I think <laughs> we'll talk to. Uh, we'll talk about other stuff that's going on in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. Some you know, some you know, interesting upsets that happened over the weekend. Also, to uh, a major upset in college hoops involving uh, a local team. And also, uh, old school TV Monday too, and a a rule in the baseball that's not pe- not people are not happy about. <laughs> we'll get to all that coming up next. Lots to do in the second hour of the second city sports on Sports on Chicago. Lakina McGee, Sydney Brown. Uh, we go to the hardwood on the pro side right after this. You're in my lane? No, not at all. Are you not paying attention? Are you texting? I was just checking in with my mom. I was telling her that I thought we'd be home by six. It's okay. There's enough time. Just pay attention. I'm not even halfway through my text. There's no way. I'm not even going to look up. My babies are in the car. You have to pay attention. It's just supposed to be a quick text. I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Tom Brady, the director of DODEA. September is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. The simple act of reaching out and caring for those in our communities is something we all can do. Just being there for someone you care about can be a tremendous first step in getting them access to confidential resources and support that they need. It only takes one person and one small act and one minute to make a difference. Let's make a difference.
Welcome back to hour number two of Second City Sports, the Monday edition. We are live in Living Color right here on Sports Old Chicago, along with Miss McKinney McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow your Shirley on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, that's CK80, S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow me at Kenny McGee on the Twitter and account Kenny on the IG. We have less than an hour left. This is Stravaganza. We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you want to hit us up in the comments section, you could do so by going to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get the up on the screen for you. And just a daily reminder, Sports Zone Chicago, you can also catch now available on Roku TV. Okay, Sid. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, the, the, the collective groans here. Uh, we'll keep it short, though. We'll keep the, this talk to a minimum. The Bulls lose to the... Cavs 97-89 after being up by what like 12 Sid uh, in the third quarter. We're going into yeah. the second half, I should say. Of course, Donovan Mitchell, I think scored like what, like 14 of uh of the uh, the fourth quarter points for the Cavs. That's how they mm-hmm. ended up uh yeah, 19 to 29 game. points in the second half. <laughs> yeah, about like 10 of those points, you know, those 28 points. So the Bulls only scored 15 in the fourth quarter. Yay, oh goody. So uh, the, uh, Zach Levine had 23 points, but made some uh really bad turnovers late in the game. And, what else you know, is new? <laughs> he had a season high 22 turnovers, so that's not mm-hmm. gonna do it for you as well. They fall to 26 and 30. Said, like I said, I don't want to. I want to keep this Bulls talk to a minimum. Uh, what? 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 What 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 can we say at this point? Is there anything we can say? <laughs> yeah, I th- I'm with you, Lakina. I hate repeating myself, but it's just, it seems like we go through this uh, ring around the posy circle with this Bulls team. Uh, when they have a big lead, uh, they blow it. When they come back, they barely win the games. When they beat good teams this year, they beat them convincingly against the bad teams that come out with their tails between their legs and they show up like so days ago in the game, caught with their pants down, no pun intended, but. Uh, we talked about this last Friday, Lakina, with, if you believe the reports that Billy Donovan has most of the players on his side and Zach Levine is on the other side because of some issues that happened early in the year with Levine being benched by head coach Billy Donovan. Uh, if you're Arturis Konechovis and you're GM Mark Evans, so you had to try again to trade Zach Levine uh, uh, by season's end, and it's going to be very important how this uh, this bull season ends. And it ends on a high note with them getting into the play-in tournament, perhaps uh, qualifying for the playoffs, so be it. But coming into the year, even without Lonzo Ball, uh, this was a higher expectations for this team. For me, it was for them to get past the first round, unlike a year ago. Lakina, it's really nothing much to say new about this team right now. They've shown you everything, and then some both good but mostly bad. Yeah, and I think it's sort of one of those days where they didn't get a lot of uh, contributions from uh, the benches and – and, and whatnot. I mean, you know, uh, Drummond had four turnovers. You know, that's not good. He had a big turnover that kind of started that rally for the Cavs. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that's not good. Uh, Kobe White only had four points, uh, only had what, four points off the bench. So it's just like, okay, yeah, what else can you say? I mean, look, Vooch had another double double. He had 14 and 14. You know, well, yeah. So, you know, it's, but no offensive rebounds either. All were defensive, which is great, but second chance points, that's been a problem for the Bulls this year. So we'll see. I mean, look, I know, uh, I know Danny Green is on the market for the, on the buyout side. I know Pat Benfield just got a buyout. You know, we'll see what, what's hap- what happens to uh, Russell Westbrook. I know his name's being floated around with both the Bulls and the Heat uh, as potential buy, uh, buyout uh, places. So, uh, 
you know, it is what it is there. And uh, and uh, thank you, Lamont. Uh, you know, about the Bulls, I share your excitement exactly. Like, you know, I don't know if it, it's excitement, Lamont, but you know, but uh, yeah, it's a little bit, yeah, I know it's a little bit nutty. I know, uh, of course, you know, we we know uh, uh Donovan Mitchell loves playing the Bulls, and you know, Jared Allen led the way with uh, 23 points after his 29. I talk about uh. Mitchell there. So yeah, I mean, look, they had a game, you know, prior to that. Uh, the fact that the Bulls were able to put them away early on, I think that was just it's just telling about the Bulls season, but you know. Yeah. And one last point about the Bulls before we move on to the rest of the league. Uh, do you do you, we talked about this on our last show, Lakina? Do you really get the sense that really Russell Westbrook really wants to play with the Bulls? I know Paul George of the Clippers has been campaigning for him because they were yes. former teammates a few years ago at OKC. Mm-hmm. But Paul George has been campaigning for Westbrook to sign with the Clippers. But if you're Russell Westbrook, the Clippers, Bulls, and Heat, which teams are realistically have a chance to win a title? Clippers first, Heat second, Bulls third. I know Bulls need a point guard, assuming that Lonzo Ball is not coming back this year. I don't think he, he's going to come back, in my opinion. But if you're Russell Westbrook, the only reason why you would choose the Bulls is because the the continuing teams ahead of Chicago don't want you. Why would you pick the Bulls over the Clippers in the Heat? Think about it. It's not hard to tell. Right. Right. I mean, it's sort of one of those things where it's not that hard. Look, he gets to say in L.A., of course, he only has to go like across the hall. So it's not like he would have to leave mm-hmm. uh, Los Angeles because that's where he's from. Uh, Miami, I mean, I try to think, would, would there be a fit in Miami, Doyle? I mean... Yeah, the, the Miami has uh, various issues, you know. You know, we'll get to them in a second, but uh, yeah, did, would you really mm-hmm. want to go there? I think probably the best your best shot is the Bulls if you're my if you're a uh, Westbrook. Uh, I mean, is uh, the Clippers, I should say, if you're Westbrook. So I think that's probably the place where you want to go to. And I know Pat Bev might be a, a interesting a, a shot. And look, I've been saying, look, Danny Green probably needs to come here too. I mean, he can shoot, we know that, and mm-hmm. he can kind of yeah, like, have any team. shooters. Yeah, and he also brings that defensive presence. So yes, he's a really he's he was all defensive team like what three times in his career. Mm-hmm. So he might be the guy that probably best fits the Bulls. So and look, the crazy thing is that the Bulls are still right there in the right there in the, that playing spot, and they're not that far behind from that sixth spot either. So all they gotta do is that's what makes it so little, frustrating. <laughs> yeah, and you know they're only five and a half back from the Heat. So and for that uh, that sixth spot, so. They could get in. It's just it's just so frustrating. So we'll see what happens. Now let's talk about the rest of the league uh, for a, a minute here. So as I can see, sports on sports social Chicago, Lakeena McGee and Cindy Brown with you as we talk some uh, NBA. Uh, pretty interesting this week. I mean, uh, yesterday too because it, it was a light schedule because of the Super Bowl. Uh, Derek White had twenty three points uh, <laughs> as the as the Celtics held on uh, 32 points, I should say. So as he, well, no, actually, he had, he did play pretty well. He had 33 uh, a couple of nights before. We'll get to that in a second. But he's, mm-hmm. uh, but he scored 23 and leading the way there. So uh, Derek White's been kind of been you know, coming out of the woodwork here and uh, you know getting some scoring with uh, Tatum and um, with uh, you know Jalen Brown actually having like you know games off and such. Yeah, and that's what you need at this time time of the year. You know, your superstars sometimes will go through tough stretches and bad stretches. You need your supporting cast to pick it up. And Devin White, we talked about him last year again when they required, acquired him via trade from San Antonio. He was going to help them in their backcourt. He did that as the Celtics went on to, to the finals. So far this year, he's been good these last few games. Like you said, Tatum and Brown have both been struggling. I wouldn't worry about those two if I was Celtics fan. So you need other guys to pick up because it's a long season, 82 games, and Sometimes your starts just won't have it, so you need other guys to pick it up, and that's what happened. Uh, that's what's been happening in these last few games with the Celtics. Absolutely, and uh, really a good game here on Friday, uh, Saturday night, I should say, that I actually got a chance to watch this game on my 
uh, streaming it on my uh, on my uh, my smart uh, my smart uh, computer here. Uh, Sacramento uh, edging out uh, the Mavs in a thriller, one thirty three one twenty eight in overtime. De'Aaron Fox led the way with thirty six points. Congratulations so- to him being named to the All Star team as a replacement. Yeah, they deserve all this you know, as a reserve. You know, he had 14 of those points in overtime. That was the most by any player in a single overtime period this year. So he definitely was kind of like led the way there, scoring 14 of their 19 points in overtime. So he kind of kind of took over the game uh, there. And uh, I mean, I know well, Don Gitch had 27, Kyrie had 28, um, Green had 23, mm-hmm. but not really much you know, help after that. So. You know, I know. I think they're like what three and one, one since the Kyrie trade. This is one of those games where, look, it's one of those uh, this you know this games like this is sort of like, you know, you want it, you wish you had won it, but you look, you know, the Kings have been really, really good lately. We'll see if they can keep it up after the All Star break. Yeah, it was important for Sacramento to win that game on Saturday. Of course, they lost big time uh, in that quote unquote two game series on Friday, the first <laughs> game on Friday. But uh, it was it was a bounce back game for the Kings. All their big time players showed up. I know that it was the first game with Kyrie and Luka Doncic in the lineup for Dallas. I think they'll still be okay. Mm-hmm. But for Sacramento, they've been doing it all year with with Sabonis now, the second All Star with the uh, with the Sacramento Kings with uh, De'Aaron Fox. He's been playing very well. He had 22 points. Harrison Barnes contributed with 13. Uh, Kevin here to remember him. He was the big mm-hmm. shooter from Atlanta a couple years ago. They helped that team to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. He had 15 points off the bench, including three or seven for three-point range. So Sacramento's going to be getting contributions from the young guys all around this year. And it's no mistake that they are 32 and 24. Yeah, we'll see if they can keep it up. That's going to be the thing after the All-Star break. So we'll yeah. see there. Uh, Lakers got a big win without LeBron. Uh, they beat the the Warriors uh, 109-103. I actually saw this game. Of course, it was on uh, the ABC uh, game of the week, uh, Saturday Night Game of the Week. And, uh, you know, saw the contributions. You know, Dennis Schroeder had uh, 20. You know, six points. Um, D'Angelo Russell had uh 15. You know, he's been you know, doing very well since being traded. Uh, there Anthony Davis only had 13 points, had 16 uh boards, mm-hmm. but they really didn't need him because like all the other guys stepped up. And uh, LeBron said, Hey, you're great win, guys, and you can just chill and end up going to the Super Bowl <laughs> uh, last night. Yeah, that was a pre vacation. <laughs> Let me take this game off. Let's go back to my days in Cleveland, the second go around. That's what that was. Let me take my vacation off before this coming weekend's <laughs> all-star break. That's what that was. And number sure, two. Yeah, and, and, and number two, the Warriors are, of course, without Steph Curry. So, as we said, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, the veterans there, Jordan Poole, they need to step up. I know Clay Thompson had 15, Jordan Poole had 29, but they didn't really get uh, much off their bench. And speaking of the Warriors, they almost got in trouble here. That Gary Payton, mm-hmm. the second trade, almost didn't go through because of Gary yeah. Payton, the second uh, physical. Uh, he didn't pass it, but the trade as of right now is going through. So I think Gary Payton II is going to help the Warriors like he did last year on their way to the finals with that energy and that defensive presses coming off the bench. But the Warriors need more scoring right now, and they have to find it within. Yeah, hopefully Steph can come back after the All-Star break. I think he's supposed to get checked mm-hmm. again. So he will miss the All-Star game. That's why De'Aaron Fox is now in, you know, now and Steph is out. So that's mm-hmm. how you know, De'Aaron Fox got uh, in there. Um uh, the next, the next got a nice win against Utah, one twenty six, one twenty. Uh, Jalen Brunson had thirty eight points, and you know this is a, another one of those games where you're kind of like, you know, they were right there. I'm talking, I'm talking about uh, the Jazz, but you know the Knicks were able to kind of make those big shots late. 
Yeah, the Knicks have been having problems lately closing out games, uh, especially during the uh, key stretches of the game. But they came through on Saturday. Shout out Kenny Albert. He filled in for Mike Breen uh-huh. on the MSG uh, broadcast. I'll just uh, start with that with that first. But Julius Randle, an all-star again for the second time in his three years in a Knicks uniform. He had 31 points and six rebounds. But Jalen Brunson had 38, and he really came up big with some big buckets down the stretch. Uh, who, my opinion, should have been an all-star this year, but that's a whole other issue. But he came up big. He's been a real, a real big addition to that New York Knicks team this year. Uh, of course, they're better than the Bulls. They have a 31 and 27 record. I think teams should take them seriously now. Do I do I say that the Knicks should be a contender for an NBA title? No, but do I think that that team can be better than than that team that went to the playoffs two years ago? got ousted by Atlanta, there's a very good potential they could be better than that team. Well, we'll see. I mean, like I said, I mean, look, look, we saw what happened last year. They totally collapsed, and we'll see if Brunson can make that difference for them. I'm not convinced mm-hmm. yet, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens there. The Sixers uh, edged out the Nets. 101-26, Embiid uh, had 37 and 13 boards. Um, Harden kicked in with uh, 29 points as well. Um, uh, not much after that, I know, uh, Shaq, you know, Shake Milton had, uh, 12 points, but that was about mm-hmm. it. Those are only three players in double figures for the Sixers, but they did, they did just enough to win that game. The Nets, you know, kind of missed a lot of, uh, late shots. I mean, they were kind of like right there. They only scored 16 in the fourth quarter, so that didn't help them as well. They actually were up, they actually were up at the, uh, at the, at the junction for a little bit, but, you know, the Sixers kind of kicked it into gear because, you know, a lot of those big shots were from Harden were in the fourth. Even though the Brooklyn Nets are a hard-fought team now without Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, this is where our coaching will kick into high gear. Jock Vaughn's done a magnificent job, but we'll see what kind of coaching job he does for, from now until the end of the season. Of course, Brooklyn was right in the middle of the pack of the Eastern Conference with a with a young team of, of supporting cast members. Uh, you're going to have to learn how to win close games like this. I know they got away with it the other night against Chicago, but – Against bad teams like Boston and Philly and Milwaukee, you know, you had to learn the hard way how to finish games like this down the stretch. Yeah, absolutely. They can keep it up now. Uh, the Bucks, you know, going back to Friday's games, you got the uh, the Bucks beat the Clippers pulling away from them, uh, 119-106. Of course, Giannis had uh, 35 points uh, and such. You know, they really had no answer for him. And the Clippers, uh, Kawhi didn't play, unfortunately. So here we go. Y'all giving guys rest now. PG did have uh, 19 uh, uh, points uh, there. But uh, yeah, it, it's like, look, if you're a Clippers fan, you got to be feeling br- uh, frustrated. Uh, Brandon Boston Jr. had 21, had 20 points. I should say, leading the way there. That was a this a season high for him. But uh, yeah, if you're the, if you're the Clippers, you're not very happy with this. No, especially playing without Kawhi. I know they have some young guys there. Terrence Mann, you saw what he did in the playoffs two years ago. Mm-hmm. And you have Marcus Morris Sr. You have Zubach, one of the best uh, big men in the league. I know he's not a superstar, but he does the dirty work for the uh, for the Clippers in the middle there. You still have uh, Norman Powell, and you still have uh, Nicholas Patum, who didn't play on Friday. But they still have a nice supporting cast, even at the moves they made at the trade deadline, getting rid of Reggie Jackson. You still have Robert Covington from Chicago there. So, hopefully Kawhi can play with Paul George full-time after the All-Star break, not give him any more games off. You had that chance during the first part of the season. This team just needs to go on to stay healthy, first of all. And number two, going one one nice long stretch of winning will do it for the Clippers, as despite what they've been through this year. 
Yeah, absolutely. So uh, interesting. We'll see what happens. That one, of course, the Mavs, uh, the, uh, the Mavs in the case. Don't, no, I'm not repeating myself. Like like Sis said a couple uh, minutes ago, they did play uh, twice. So mm-hmm. you know, don't ask. Yeah, you know, but you know, the Mavs actually they actually split their uh, this series one twenty two one fourteen. Kyrie had twenty five. Uh, De'Aaron Fox had thirty three there in a losing effort. But you know, look, I think the Mavs. You know, the case got 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 a little bit of game back on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So you know. It is what it is there. So they a nice win for them. And that's if you're the Kings, that's what you want. You wanted you didn't want to get swept in that two gamer. So you got you split the that two gamer. So you know you're all good uh there. Cleveland uh, beat the the Pelicans 118-107. You know, just make sure you're frustrated as a Bulls fan that you know they didn't get back to Cleveland until about four AM. So well, three AM, I guess, our time. So <laughs> Even more yeah. frustrated there. <laughs> yeah, and the other news on the flip side for the New Orleans Pelicans, Zion Williamson will be out after the All-Star break. He re-injured his hamstring. Uh, just some bad news for that Pelicans squad. They started out hot at the beginning of the year. Of course, Zion was healthy. Everybody was rolling. And they were doing it basically without Brandon Ingram. Now Brandon Ingram's back. And they, they were starting to put it together uh, over the last week or so, but they had a major setback on Friday against Cleveland. Absolutely. So yeah, we'll see if they can. You know, we'll see if the Pelicans can do without Zion. Hopefully, Zion can come back within the next few weeks. I know he's already they already said he's going to miss the All Star game. So we're mm-hmm. unfortunate too because he actually earned that spot. But you know, yeah. that that's just sad. Uh, the Heat, you know, you know, it just edged out the uh, the Rockets, ninety seven ninety five. Tyler Hero had thirty one points. Um, the Sixers beat the Knicks one nineteen one oh eight. Of course, Embiid had. Uh, 35 points leading the way there. So, you know, pretty, uh, it was pretty, it was a pretty interesting thing. They got got a little bit of a kick back there. I'm talking about uh, the Sixers. So that was Mm -hmm. actually pretty, pretty cool on their part. But uh, yeah, I think it's it. Yeah, I think it's Embiid and Jason Tatum, number two for MVP right now of the league. Yeah. Well, Jokic may have something to say about that too. Now, we'll now again, we'll see if you know, do they would they want to give someone the MVP three years in a row? No, maybe I doubt if it. If it didn't happen to Michael, if it didn't happen to Steph, if it didn't happen, or Bird, the last time it yeah. happened was Larry Bird. Yeah, that was the last time it, that happened. Yeah, yeah. But outside of that, I don't, I don't see it happening. No offense to Jokic, she's had a nice year, but uh, you know, writers are human too; they get uh, voting fatigue. So I, I don't see that happening with Jokic this year, giving them the MVP three years in a row. The Suns get a good win against the Pacers, 117-104. DeAndre it had 22 points. Uh, Book slowly getting back, you know, into his groove. You know, some for 18 from the field, but he did score, ended up scoring 21 points, and they did get the win. So if you're the Suns, you got to be feeling pretty good. And you can make a move here, especially once, whenever KD gets back, whenever that is. Yep. And one more score to pass along, actually. Our guy, Lamont Scott, brought, brought uh, this team up in one of his comments. Uh, the Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City Thunder defeated the – Portland Trailblazers on the road on Friday, 138 to 129. I know they got rid of Muscala. I'm talking about OKC. I know Lamine on the comments said that he, he's going to help Boston. He will, especially a uh, big guy as him, he could shoot the ball coming off the bench. He's going to help the Celtics because that was one of their issues last year. They didn't have enough guys outside of uh, Devin White coming off the bench for Boston. So they, he's going to help Boston a lot. But OKC still fighting in there. They got young guys. You know, Josh getting his second year. And Shea Gildas Alexander, congratulations to him once again, making the all-star team. He has some pretty nice young guys and all them draft picks Sam Presley has up his sleeve, but they're still hanging around and you uh, you shouldn't take them lightly. Go ask the Bulls, just saying. <laughs> well, yeah, and we'll see. We'll see if uh, if they can kind of keep it up, too. That's going to be kind of like that thing. Can teams like the Oak, the Oak Kings, the Kings, you know, can they keep it up mm-hmm. after the all-star break? Now, speaking of the all-star break, you know, 
some of these games real quick. Uh, tonight, Monday, you got Atlanta at Charlotte at six o'clock. You got San Antonio and Cleveland at six. You got Utah, though they're they're starting their uh, East Coast trip. We'll continue their East, East Coast trip, I should say, as they face the Pacers at six. Uh, Houston, Philadelphia. I know they've had some interesting uh, uh, match uh, games this year. And uh, the NBA TV uh, game of the night, you got the Nuggets and the Heat. That should be a fun one at 6.30 on NBA TV. And Brooklyn and uh, the Knicks. We'll see how both teams look as they're coming, uh, they're looking, coming back from uh, from losses. Well, actually, Knicks was actually won yesterday, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it should be a fun one nonetheless. All right, continuing with tonight's schedule, we have New Orleans at OKC at 7 o'clock. Also at 7, yes, the Bulls will host the Orlando Magic. Remember, Orlando beat the Bulls last time they were here a couple months ago without Paolo Pencaro. It could get ugly tonight. The Bulls come out with another like a day's go effort. Okay, wrapping up the Monday night schedule for tonight. Minnesota's at Dallas at 7:30. At 9 o'clock, we have we have Washington at Golden State. And at 9 o'clock, we have the Lakers in the Trailblazers. Yeah, I think they already said LeBron's not playing, so we'll see how they do tonight. But you know, this should be a good one nonetheless. AD versus uh, Yeah, he got a little too little. Probably with the too. Super Bowl last night. <laughs> well, look, they, look, well, look, they actually have a good team, a solid team. Now we'll see how they do against Portland. That should be a fun one at nine o'clock. Now going into yeah. tomorrow's games, Tuesday, you got the Magic and Toronto. That should be a, a interesting one. And uh, the first game of the TNT Tuesday doubleheader, you got Boston Milwaukee. Could this be a NBA uh, Eastern Conference Finals preview? We shall see, or Eastern you know playoff uh, preview, mm-hmm. whatever. It is, and it should be a fun, a fun one here. It should be. You got Sacramento and Phoenix at eight o'clock. And yeah, wrapping up the Tuesday night schedule, the second half of that TNT doubleheader, the Warriors at the Clippers. Of course, no Steph Curry for Golden State for the Clippers. Whoever can play at this point would be fine by me. <laughs> and then wrapping up the Tuesday night schedule, we have Washington, Washington continuing their West Coast road trip. They'll take on Portland Trailblazers at nine o'clock. Yeah, I think Clippers fans feel the same way you do. Said about. That. <laughs> So Wednesday's matches, you go know, games. You got San Antonio and Charlotte. That's at six o'clock. The Bulls go to the Pacers. I mean, the you know, Pacers came back and beat the Bulls a couple of weeks ago. So yep. <laughs> hopefully, uh, the Bulls will have revenge on their minds. Uh, Cleveland and uh, Philly. This should be a fun one. The first game, the ESPN Wednesday night doubleheader at six thirty. Also at six thirty, you got the Knicks and the Hawks. That should be a fun one too. And you got Detroit and Boston at six thirty. Uh, continuing with the Wednesday schedule, we'll have Miami at Brooklyn at 6.30, at 7 o'clock, Utah at Memphis. Also at 7 o'clock, the Rockets at the Thunder. At 8 o'clock, Dallas at Denver. Hopefully all superstars are involved in both mm-hmm. those teams will play. This should be a good one. And at 9 o'clock on ESPN, hopefully LeBron James will play in this one as New Orleans will visit Los Angeles to take on the Lakers. That should be a good one. Even without LeBron, it should be a fun one there. Now, the these are the last slate of games Thursday before the All-Star break. You got Milwaukee and Chicago. That's the first game of that TNT Thursday doubleheader at 6.30. Yeah, it's before you know 8 o'clock, so I, I guess that's a good thing. But note the tip right. time, folks, if you're going to the UC at 6.30. We, we, they're, they're really 6.30 games here, to, here in Chicago with the Bulls, so note that mm-hmm. start time. And you got Washington and Minnesota at 7 o'clock. And I'll let you do the last, that last one, so that should be a fun one. <laughs> Unfortunately, no Kevin Durant for this one, but the Clippers will visit Phoenix to take on the Suns at 9 o'clock. So that wraps up the Thursday night schedule in the NBA, and that will be the end of the first uh, – unofficially the first half of the season for the NBA. As the All-Star Weekend will take place this upcoming weekend in Salt Lake City, Utah. And that's your schedule from the round of the league for this upcoming week. 
we stick with the uh, hardwood. Of course, we're going to the college uh, hardwood this time. Northwestern gets a big uh, upset, and could this may have pushed their tickets to the dance? We'll see. A couple other upsets, too, in uh, college hoops. And also, of course, you know, some baseball stuff. Of course, you got old school uh, TV Monday still coming up next. A lot to do still. Second season sports on Sports on Chicago, where we're wrapping things up right after this. my lane? No, not at all. Are you not paying attention? Are you texting? I was just checking in with my mom. I was telling her that I thought we'd be home by six. It's okay. There's enough time. Just pay attention. I'm not even halfway through my text. There's no way. I'm not even going to look up. My babies are in the car. You have to pay attention. It's supposed to be a quick text. I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Tom Brady, the director of DODEA. September is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. The simple act of reaching out and caring for those in our communities is something we all can do. Just being there for someone you care about can be a tremendous first step in getting them access to confidential resources and support that they need. It only takes one person and one small act and one minute to make a difference. Let's make a difference. Welcome back to Second City Sports, the Monday edition. We're in our last segment for today. We're live and live in color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S I D K I D A 0. S I D K I D A 0. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. 
We have less than 25 minutes less 25 minutes left. This is Strength Against. We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you want to hit us up in the comment section, this is your last chance to do so. You can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Makina will get them up on the screen for you. Now let's continue the basketball talk about going to the hardwoods for college basketball. We'll start out locally as the Northwestern Wildcats shot the college basketball world by beating the Purdue Boilermakers 64 to 58. Boo Booey. Don't laugh. That's the brother's name. Boo Booey, the guard from Northwestern, had 26 points. Zach Eady left, uh, led Purdue with 24, including a 10 to 13 shooting from the free throw line. Lakina Northwestern uh, couldn't hit their shots from the outside, i.e. the three-point range. They were 4 for 22 overall for the game in, in terms of percentage. That's 18%. At one point, they were 1-8 in the first half from 3, 2 of 12 uh, midway through that second half. But it was their defense that got them back into that game and eventually overtaking Purdue. They forced 16 Purdue turnovers on their way to the six-point upset at home. Yeah, yeah, I think the I think uh, I saw highlights. So I didn't get a chance to watch it because I was uh, you know, getting the rest of myself for the Super Bowl. Uh, but you know, it was so it looked like you know they caught Purdue napping. I think Purdue got caught like not getting their foot off the gas. Yes, their, that's their defense. He did set up for Northwestern, but it felt like the Purdue kind of uh, took their foot off the gas a little bit. In the second like, oh, half, well, they did because they got it going yeah. on. They had it yeah. going on in that first half. Well, yeah. well, yeah, Even the though they didn't a lot, Northwestern still was in striking distance because of their defense. As we said before, Northwestern's a good, very good defensive team. Well, yeah, the plus, you know, look, I, think, I still think they could, yeah, I think they'll, in the, those last few minutes where they were up, I think it was like, like five with about like six, like four or five minutes left, and they should have mm-hmm. put them away. It's that simple, and I know Matt Painter's not very, wasn't very happy after the game. I saw his uh, I saw uh, his presser afterwards. You know, he wasn't very happy with how his team played those last few minutes. But look, Northwest is their first win against a, a number one team. They were 0 and 19 against AP number one teams. That's the second most losses in a D1 uh, history. Of course, Washington State now holds that record. They were 0 and uh, 21, so they still hold that record. Unfortunately, even though they have pulled off a couple of upsets, but yeah, look, I mean, this will help. This will definitely help a Northwestern immensely with their uh. With the big dance considerations, if they don't have any bad losses, because it'll, 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 look, it'll, you know, I think, you know, I know they beat, I know they, uh, they play Illinois, I believe, this week. So I'm thinking that maybe if they can get a couple of those wins and keep it up, then they can be right there in that. They beat Illinois once this year already. Hmm. Yeah. So they'll, they'll, if they could sweep Illinois, I think that would be even better for them for their uh, chances. So again, I mean, they're definitely right. I think they're right there on that bubble. So again, I think the bubble's a little bit, a little soft this year with all the teams, you know, kind of vying for a mm-hmm. spot. So, We'll see if they can keep it up. Now, uh, Memphis beat Temple, a six seventy seven. They're kind of trying to in that bubble too. I'm talking about Memphis. My so guy, Penny Hardaway, yay! <laughs> helped them a lot that uh, that win too. Also, uh, Wichita State uh, loses to uh, uh, say, uh, say beat SMU uh, in double overtime, so that doesn't help uh, SMU's chances for the term. Now, going back to Saturday, there were a lot of uh, other upsets. Uh, Stanford uh, beats Arizona. That's just as you know, that's the second time that they beat a number a top five team. You know, they haven't done that since 07, and they beat uh, number three UCLA, who they were also on rank. You know, I'll talk about Stanford was so a nice mm-hmm. win for Jerry Haas in that program. Uh, Alabama, uh, who are now the number one new number one team in the country for the first mm-hmm. time, I think this is like the, like the early 2000s, maybe like the late 90s too, maybe even earlier than that. But they beat uh, Auburn 76 69 there as well. Rylan Griffin had. 16 points to lead the way there. Their that defense, it was a you know, defense for a little bit in that game, but yeah, the mm-hmm. offense kind of kicked in the high gear and uh, Bama made some big shots late. <laughs> what about Georgia's 75 68 over Kentucky? Take that, John Calipari. 
boy. Well, George, that, 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 that helps. Them. Well, yeah. Well, George, that George, that, that that actually helps them with their uh their their chances as well. So, mm-hmm. but this is despite uh Oscar Shibway you had a nice show in there because uh, he plays real well against Georgia, but they couldn't get the win. So. You know, uh, Kentucky, yeah, definitely a head scratcher there. Another head scratcher here. You got uh, Duke had 22 turnovers in their loss to Virginia. I know there was a call late in the game that the AC official did say that it should have been, it should not have been called, but they were kind of, they were, you know, Virginia had them all the ropes anyway, so it probably wouldn't have mattered. But I know Duke fans are kind of you know, miffed about that, but that, that's not, you know, Look, that's the most, uh, you know, I guess the AC opponent they've had since he had all the way back to uh, 08 with Miami. So I think uh, Duke fans, I think they need to look at their own team before you start saying that uh, the refs, because, you know, some people said the refs, you know, the Duke's gotten away with something for years. So, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I that's know, that's about karma, karma for you. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, going back to, going back to uh, locally in college basketball from Saturday in the Missouri Valley Conference, Bill Bunt blows out UIC. SIU loses big time to Drake. I saw some of that first half, and, and, and that's what did it for Illinois. They couldn't uh, – Southern Illinois, rather. The Salugis couldn't shoot it. Drake, not the rapper, but the Drake Bulldogs, uh, uh, bum-rushed them with turnovers, and they got some easy shots early. And they were, their biggest lead was around 30, 32 points, and that's what it did SIU in. And Bradley takes care of, of Murray State. I got a chance to watch a little bit of, of the game. So SIU is in trouble here trying to vibe for that top spot in Missouri Valley. Now is for it's just those top three teams are Belmont, Bradley, and Belmont and Bradley and SIU is out of it as of right now. But SIU needs to get back on the winning track if they want to get like you said one of those first round buys in the Missouri Valley tournament. I think it's about three weeks. Yep, it's about three weeks. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're one of the first uh, uh big you know big turn big uh conference tournaments to kind of start there. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, not a lot of time for Southern Illinois to get back on track. We'll see if they can do that. Hey, Drake. Uh, yeah, Drake is I yeah, think back up there yeah, now. Drake, too, yeah, so, Drake, yeah, yeah, Drake. It's like in the top you know three two uh, in the top four mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, but you know Southern's not that far behind. So we'll see if they can kind of get back on track there now. Uh, Missouri, uh, the fighting my Burmans as we call them in uh. In, uh, you know, on this show, but uh, yeah, uh, not a good. This has not been a good week for buzzer beaters for uh, <laughs> for uh, for Tennessee. Of course, they lose. They lose to Vandy a buzzer beater on, on Thursday. Then you know, you know, on Saturday they lose a, a buzzer beater on you know to Missouri. Uh, DeAndre Golson was uh, the guy that uh, hit that buzzer beater for uh, Missouri as they uh, beat uh, Tennessee 86-85. Uh, yeah, Rick Barnes. You know, I think they're the first. You know. The last time the the Vols lost back to back conference games by a point, they yeah, go all the way back to 1981, February 21st and the 23rd. So, not yeah, so not a good. This is one of those weeks where you kind of just gotta just burn the taste and just go you know, keep going. You can't let it bother you because these things happen, unfortunately. And let's get back on that train for the fighting Illini. Their records now 17 and seven on the year after beating Rutgers at home down there in Champaign on Saturday, 69 and 60. Coleman Hawkins returned to his old shooting form. Lakina, no, he did not hit. More than one three-pointer in a row, but he was eight of thirteen shooting overall for uh for a team high eighteen points. Dane Danger, pardon my mystical the rapper. <laughs> Dane Danger had fifteen points, seven rebounds, and Terrence Sh- Shannon got back on track, scored in double digits. He contributed with fifteen points. Yeah, very good showing for Illini. There, they're still trying to keep up and nail that loss that Purdue had to Northwestern. That should help them a little bit mm-hmm. to try to get that number one seed or at least in that top tier to get that double by so we'll see to keep it up uh texas no trouble with uh west virginia 
and 94. Uh, uh, Baylor, this is a good game here in the Big 12. Uh, Baylor uh, pulled away from TCU, 72-65 uh, late. Uh, Texas Tech upsets uh, Kansas State, 71-63, uh, I should say. Oklahoma State, you know, got a nice uh, uh, boost to their resume. They beat Iowa State on the road, 64-56. Uh, so, uh, John Michael Wright had 19 points to lead the way for them. So, you know, and a very nice, uh, a really good resume uh, boosting win for OK State. Uh, Indiana and Mike Woodson's crew, they ranked number 18th in the country right now. They beat Michigan on Saturday, 62-61. I had a chance to watch a little bit of this one. Juwan, uh, that's that's a big loss for Michigan as it is is puts a dent in their chances to to get into the NCAA tournament as a at large bid. Call me crazy, looking at after the Illinois win over Rutgers on Saturday and after Indiana's win. Call me crazy, but Indiana's the second best team in the Big Ten. I know some people want to put the number one after Purdue's loss yesterday, but realistically, I think Indiana's the number two team in the Big Ten. Yeah, that's that could be uh, interesting there as it you know comes out. We you know those will be interesting too, especially for seeding purposes as well for both mm -hmm. the tournament and for uh, the conference tournament, which will be back here in Chicago. Yay! So yay uh, for this year. Yeah, so uh, that. That should be interesting. Uh, one of the well, Arizona State needed overtime, but they beat uh, a cow 70 62. They definitely need they're trying to stay in that bubble there as well. Talk about uh, Bobby Hurley's Arizona State squad. Uh, Oregon State beat USC, so this this will be a little bit of a hit to that resume as, as well. For uh, for them, talking about uh, the Trojans, so yeah, mm -hmm. some good, some good wins, but also to some bad losses. So, uh you know, we're kind of at that time of year where we're going to be talking about bubbles and such. You know, you might have to take a drink, but, uh, you know, <laughs> but, but yeah, but it is what it is with that one. Uh, Oral Roberts beat uh, Southern, uh, Western Illinois, I should say, the Summit uh, League Conference 82 73. Uh, if they get back in the tournament, look, they, they've pulled all upsets before. I'm talking about Oral Roberts. So if they get, if they get in the tournament again, they could pull off another upset too. So anybody that uh, anticipates playing them in the first round, don't take them lightly. Yeah, yeah, had to look out for those types of teams, especially during this time of year. Now with pro football over with, I know you have the XFL and some other leagues starting next weekend, but uh, get on that college basketball bandwagon. Mm -hmm. you, you'll be uh, happily surprised. Now, before we move on to baseball, again, we'll give you some of the uh, key games to look out for as you watch them earlier uh, from this upcoming week. And to, it'll start with tonight on ESPN. We have number 15, Miami. Visiting um, um, North Carolina to take on the Tar Heels. Miami got a big win over Duke last Monday. Actually mm -hmm. blew them out. Can they do the same here in North Carolina? I know North Carolina's been struggling here a little bit these last couple of weeks. Yeah, that should be an interesting one there. And uh, and I think they've, they've won like the last, like, you know, they split their, 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 their meeting last uh, year or two, I believe. So <laughs> always interesting when those two teams play each other. So that should be a fun one. A couple of HBCU uh, games to look out for. Uh, as well, you got Morgan State of South Carolina State and Jackson State of Bethune Cookman. You got Alcorn State at Florida AM. Uh, going to the Big 12, you got Texas and Texas Tech on ESPN at 8 o'clock. They played a really uh, good one, a very close game. It took them about five minutes for it to end, which was like 10 seconds left. But, you know, Tech Texas was able to pull, uh, pull it off. So Tech will try to get their revenge. Also, to West Virginia and Baylor, they're back in the top 10 to talk about Baylor. Uh, this will be at 8 o'clock on ESPN, too. Let's go to Tuesday's schedule. We'll have um, Illinois taking on Penn State at 6 o'clock. That's on ESPNU. Also at 5 o'clock on CBS Sports Network. Uh, Patrick Ewan struggling. Georgetown Hoyos will, will take on the Seton Hall Pirates. Uh, Seton Hall is 15 
and 11 right now. Southern Illinois trying to get back on track on Tuesday. This game will be on ESPN Plus at 6 o'clock. They'll face Valparaiso. Yeah, that should be it. They definitely need that one in order to kind of keep up there. Uh, good one here in the Big East. You got Creighton and uh, Providence. This could be for like the, t- the, uh, the top league spot in the uh, Big East. So I know uh, Providence, I know they felt that they were kind of slighted. You know, they had their first meeting in Omaha. So, you know, the Friars trying to get Omaha! their revenge. <laughs> NC still well, yeah. <laughs> NC State and Syracuse at six o'clock on ACC Network. Uh, Notre Dame and Duke that's going to be at six o'clock on ESPN. Kansas and Oklahoma State they've had a few days off talking about Kansas, so we'll see they can kind of get back on track. Also, K State hope to get back get back on track too as they as they play the Fighting Porter Mosers at eight o'clock on ESPNU. St. John's and DePaul on FS1 that's at eight o'clock. Uh, Wyoming, yeah, Kansas, and Oklahoma State, uh, at eight o'clock tomorrow on ESPN, and then at the same time on ESPN, too, Michigan and Wisconsin, big, big, big game for both teams in the yeah, big team. Yeah, both need this, uh, need that win as they are trying to get in the bubble. Uh, Air Force and Utah State at eight o'clock, and also to at nine, you got Wyoming and uh, New Mexico. Both all those teams are kind of fighting each other for, especially with San Diego State, vying for those uh, top spots mm-hmm. in the, in the uh, Mountain West because all those teams are on the bubble. All right, let's go to tomorrow night's games. We'll start in the Missouri Valley Conference. Bradley at 19-8 will face Missouri State, who are 14-12. and 12. That's at 7 o'clock on ESPN+. On the Big Ten Network at 8 o'clock on Wednesday, we'll have number 14, Indiana, visiting Northwestern here in Evanston, Chicago via Evanston. So that's going to be a, another big test for Northwestern. What is yesterday's victory a fluke, or can they keep it up against Indiana? That's another big test for Northwestern. They'll have the home fans behind them. At 8 o'clock on ESPNU, we have number 22 TCU. They'll face number 19, the Iowa State Cyclones. And uh, going back to earlier, you got Alabama now number one as they face Tennessee. Tennessee hoping to bounce back from those two uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, heartbreaker buzzer beater losses. I'm sure uh, Rick Barnes will have his guys ready for that one. Uh, Virginia and Louisville. I know Louisville, you know, they, they play hard. I'll give them credit for that. I know it's not, this is basically a rebuilding uh, time for uh, Louisville, but you know, they're going to, I'm sure Virginia is not going to be, uh, not going to take them lightly. It's at six o'clock on ESPNU. And uh, Xavier, I'm hoping to bounce back from that Friday night loss to Butler, kind of a, a weird upset there. Uh, as they face Marquette, the Fight Shaka Smarts, that's going to be at CBS Sports Network at six. Uh, Clemson hoping to bounce back from two uh, losses last week as they host. Florida State trying to get back on the on track, and uh, Michigan State uh, and Minnesota, uh, they host Minnesota, hoping to kind of you know pop, well, hopefully not to have that bad loss, kind of push off that resume. Yeah, let's go to Thursday schedule. Iowa State at Iowa at eight o'clock on ESPN two. We'll also have Utah versus number eight Arizona at nine o'clock on the Pac twelve network, and we'll have Stanford at number four UCLA. That's at ten o'clock on ESPN two, and we have USC versus Cal at 10 o'clock on FS1. And Gonzaga hoping to get their revenge against Loyola Marymount. Uh, Loyola Marymount uh, faces uh, Gonzaga. That's at 10 o'clock on CBS Sports Network. On Thursday, St. Mary's in San Diego, uh, the Steve Lab fight, Steve Lavas, as we call him. Uh, that won't be on anywhere on, on television, but that should be a phone. I know, uh, you know, the, again, you know, they're rebuilding out there uh, in San Diego, but I'm sure uh, he'll have his, I'm talking about uh, Coach Lab will have his guys play hard against a really solid uh, St. Mary's team. And let's see, there's anything else yet. And uh, Memphis hosts UCF. That's at 7 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. So that is your schedule for this week in college hoops. 
And also, you know, also, uh, the, no. tw- number twenty-five of Florida Atlantic face Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee. Uh, I'm sure they're gonna want their. Uh, I'm talking about Florida Atlantic. We're gonna want their revenge too, as because they beat them their first meeting at you know in or uh, in, uh, Florida. So we'll see if they can get their revenge. Talk about Florida Atlantic. Okay. And again, you that is your schedule. And then now, and now that's your schedule for uh, yes. For <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. See looking here with you as we wind down today's show. Before we get to Old School TV Monday in our second, I think it's our second, our second edition of uh, Old School TV Monday for Black History Month. Uh, let's talk about baseball for a couple of minutes, Lakina. I was checking out this article mm-hmm. by Scott Market of MLB.com. He said, well, he writes for the White Sox for MLB.com. He's been doing a great job for them for over 20 years. I won't read the whole article, obviously. I'll just read the headlines. He says he has uh, seven early predictions for the White Sox. A couple of them are personal for him, but I'll just read some of the major ones. He has his number one early prediction, Tim Anderson, AL MVP contender. I know Tim Anderson was injured last year. He's nearing the age of 30. Uh, of course, he has some other stuff going off the field. We won't get into that. But he, he says Tim Anderson uh, is an AL MVP contender. I know Anderson is up for a contract after this season, but AL MVP contender, I'm not so sure about that. And he has next here a White Sox a postseason contender. I think they are if they stay healthy, but a lot of things got to go their way. We'll get into it as we get into spring training. Uh, he says next here, Patrick Rafael is the right man for the job. We'll see about that. Also to here, he says, beware of the Minnesota Twins. Uh, like I said, uh, uh, Minnesota, I know they picked up Joey Gallo in the offseason via trade. I know they brought back Carlos Correa, but their pitching still stinks to me, and especially their bullpen, which was piss poor last year. So uh, I, I'm not a buyer in the Minnesota Twins as of right now. And also his last early prediction, the White Sox players who are playing in a waste of time World Baseball Classic, he says the White Sox players – or participating in it will benefit from it, in particular with Johan Makata. Well, your your best hope is hope that they don't they don't wear out. We've seen guys you know play well after playing the World Baseball Classic, but we've seen other cases where guys you know get worn out. So mm-hmm. you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, I think Tim Anderson can be right up there, maybe not in that top tier, but in the definitely that second tier of guys if he can stay healthy and be productive. That's been his that was his problem last year because. Mm-hmm. You, know, he, you, you know, he was productive, but he couldn't stay healthy. So that's – and also the personal stuff off the field, we won't, uh, we won't talk about that. Google's your friend, folks, if you want to, t- uh, if you want to do that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, they'll, I think they'll be okay. As long – if they'll, you know, don't, like, you know, shoot themselves in the foot like they did last year, that, that uh, they were the Minnesota was able to sneak in there and win the division and you know, pretty much dominate without making any big trades. Cleveland. Yeah, so uh, – well, Cleveland, too. But, yeah, Cleveland, too, I'm surprised he doesn't have Cleveland as their uh, – I think Minnesota is primed for another uh, – for kind of a breakout. I know they struggled a little bit for the pitching. It was that pitching that definitely didn't help them, you know, as the season went on. That's why they were, they fell off. But, you know, I think Cleveland is another team that you're going to look out for. I think that's definitely going to be Cleveland's division to lose. They made a couple of big moves this offseason as well. So uh, it's not going to be easy. Uh, easy uh, Central – AL Central Division win for the White Sox. They actually got to – we'll see how Detroit looks with all their new talent. So – I don't know. I mean, it's, it's going to be tough for the Sox, but we'll see what happens. And I want to talk some Cubs for a second because they got mm-hmm. some of their promotions up in uh, Adam. Uh, of course, Saturday, May 6th is uh, uh, Fergie, Fergie uh, Jacob's statue bobblehead. And I also, too, uh, Billy Williams will also have uh, uh, a statue bobblehead on the 27th. Um, on the 29th, he got the NASCAR night there. Remember, they're doing that race in downtown Chicago. I feel bad for anybody that has to travel uh, there you know, during that weekend. Uh, uh, is, is that this year? That is this year. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that they got a road course coming up this year. Yeah. Who else? The new mayor of Chicago by the end of, I believe, in April. I think it's the general election. 
Uh, that's uh, whoever that person is gonna have a tough task on their hands. How you go clean up downtown Chicago after that? <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a tough one. Uh, of course, you know, uh, Ernie Banks uh, statue bobblehead night on the nineteenth of July. Star Wars night uh, on April, uh, August second. I should say. You got Nico Horner as a uh, Jedi bobblehead. That should be interesting. Uh, of course, uh, Ron said also a statue night. Also WWE night. Uh, Clark the Cubble will we dress as Hulk Hogan. I don't know if you want to do that, especially with everything else, but that's a whole uh, different uh, thing. Uh, Harry Carey, of course, uh, statue night. That'll be on the uh, September 9th. And September 19th, you got Heritage, uh, Hispanic Heritage Celebration, of course. Um, you know, you got Sugar Skull Bobblehead. And also, uh, you got Sesame Street Day with an elbow bobblehead on the 24th. So, uh, yeah, that's same, uh, the same. Uh, so, a lot of uh, interesting uh, uh, nights for uh, the Cubs uh, this year. I know they're not known as much, not as known as much as for their promotions like the White Sox are. Uh, you know, the White Sox is going to have some more promotions as the season goes along, especially if this team is winning. But for the Cubs, it looks like they stepped it up a little bit. I'm like kind of proud of them for once. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it will, well, you know, they, they might, I don't know if they'll, they'll compete, but I think they'll be right there for a wild card spot, I think. So with all the moves they've made or during the offseason, of course, with Dan, Dansby Swanson, among others. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering, like, are they kind of going to get gear for uh, for maybe a prime for at least, maybe not win the division, but also like compete for a, a wild card spot? We'll see. So it should be interesting. We'll see what happens with that. As Liz is I can see sports on sports on Chicago, Lakeena McGee, Sydney Brown with you. And now it's that time uh, said about this time every Monday, especially uh, during Black History Month. We're going to be saluting a lot of the black shows and sitcoms. And this uh, Monday, we're going to the wonderful city of, well, Motown, the Motor City, however you want to, uh, whatever, however you, whatever name you want to use. It is the uh, sister is a show, Sister, Sister. And I can't say I can't sing the uh, the, the theme song. Whatever version of song you like, but you know, it aired for 119 episodes. It, it first premiered on April 1st, 1994, on ABC as a mid-season show. But after a short uh, first season, it was canceled because the ratings were very good. But they did find some life on the WB as you know they air for uh, the rest of the next season and for the rest mm -hmm. of their uh, run. There, of course, they starred Tia and Tamara Mari, real life twins who. Find themselves in a mall. Of course, you, know, you got Tia Landry and Tamara Campbell. Uh, they find each other in the mall. Of course, you know the parents are played by great uh, veteran uh, TV uh, actors. Emmy winner uh, Jack A. Harry played Tia's mom Lisa, and of course, veteran actor Tim Reed who uh, played Tamara's dad Ray, uh, a business. Uh, I think he was accountant or something, or businessman. Of course, uh, Lisa was a buddy, a uh, fashion designer. Uh, of course, you have Marquise Houston, who played the annoying yet lovable uh, neighbor, Roger. And of course, they were like, Roger. Oh, <laughs> Roger. Yeah, that was a staple for the first couple of years on that show. But, mm, excuse me, but yeah, it, 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 it tackled the trials, the relations of you know, them getting to know, you know, Tia and Tamara getting to know each other. And also some of the, the, uh, some of the, the teenage, the typical teenage stuff, you know, with boys, school, various other issues that, that was brought up. And says, so, of course, Rodrigo Lee and uh, Dion Richard Bud, you know, Dion Richard Bud from the Cosby show, that's probably his best uh, yeah. role at that point. You know, of course, he you know, came on as their love, both their respective love interests, interests and stuff. Uh, veteran actor Tony Guerrero, of course, you know, came on uh, the last, that last season, that sixth season to play their dad, who is white. I know people were shocked by that. I was, because actually, you know, their real life father, Tia Tamara's real life dad, is also a Caucasian. So exactly. it was a big shock. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a big shock there, but uh, and also too, we'll talk about some of the other uh, various uh, 
uh, you know, uh, guest stars because there were a lot of them on that show. Mm-hmm. But Sid, I'll let you have the floor for a little bit. What do you? What did you like about Sister Sister? Uh, I was kind of in and out of that show, but it was good for what it was because you didn't see any uh, black female twins, especially twins at, at that time. I know the, uh, the, the uh, you're talking about guest stars, uh, Mary Kate and Ashley. Also, I almost forgot there were guest stars on that show as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it was kind of like a Nickelodeon ripoff of a slime show that you got slime. Yeah, slime I thought time, that was, yeah. Yeah, slime time, yeah. But I thought it was a very interesting show, especially when they got older. Like you said, it was a lighthearted comedy. They dealt with various issues. And once they got to college, or which I forgot it was Tamara, they went to, to the University of Michigan. They really got serious, yeah. but they really kept it funny as well. And they they kept it lighthearted. It seemed like they were themselves. And like like you said about Tim Ray, of course, we as '80s babies, we grew up on reruns with the WKRP in Cincinnati. That was Tim Ray. Remember him too yeah. on um, Simon Simon, Simon back in the '80s. Yes, I've all loved him. Yeah, he actually, of course, left that show to do uh, Frank's place with him and his uh, who would have been his real life wife, uh, Daphne Maxwell. Reed. So, Reed. Yes, yes. So yeah, of course, Jackie Harry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, Jackie Jack K. Harry was the perfect uh, mother for those two twins. I know, yes. and I saw in various clips yesterday watching it here on YouTube that both the T and Tamara uh, praised Jackie Harry for ma- making them both of them uh, uh, be comfortable in their own skin. Yeah. And, and she said, both of them said that Jackie taught them that comedy was about timing. And of course, the, you saw they had timing on all their jokes uh, during those episodes. So it was a very good show for what it was. It, it crossed all borders. Uh, yep. I didn't know how many people outside of our community liked that show, especially during the last three, four seasons that was on is, uh, is CW now, but back then it was the WB. They really had high ratings, but like you said, you mentioned the guest stars on the show. Remember Kurt Franklin was on that yeah. show? Yeah, on the last Kurt season. Kurt Franklin was on there. Uh, Kid the from Kid to Play was on that show. He played the manager of the bookstore. He He's was on there. Good. You said you mentioned Montel Jordan. I forgot he was on that show. Yes, I guess on that show. The late great Kobe Bryant was on that show. I forgot. I forgot that he was. I forgot on about that too. too I saw a clip on Instagram a few weeks ago. I said, "Yeah, that's right. He was. He was young then. He was just starting yeah. out becoming that dude. So yeah, he was he on did. that show. Yeah, he. I think he wasn't even uh, drafted by the Lakers yet when he did that. Because uh, I remember he did Moesha too. So because he, yeah. mm-hmm. he and Brady, he and Brady, uh, happy belated birthday to Brady. She's her. She just turned forty-four uh, yesterday. But uh. Yeah, I mean that you know Donald Faison, of course. You know this was real before Clues. They were kind of all in the same family at the at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keenan and Kel before they became big stars. Yeah, they, uh, you know they were on there. Uh, RuPaul was on there. Uh, the late great Brittany Murphy was also on there. She played their best friend for a, a couple of episodes. Yeah, God doesn't do weed. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Taraji P. Hits before she became a big star was also on there as well. Mm-hmm. She was on that. I think she was in that the fifth season. I, I forgot. I think she played. Yeah, a friend of uh, Tia's. You know, to to help uh, Tamara find a boy for the episode too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You look at her now and think, wow, she <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you wouldn't recognize yeah. her back then, but yeah, those are some of the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the episodes and such. You can pretty much you can stream it everywhere. It, it, you know, whether you have Netflix, Hulu, uh, no Paramount Plus. I think they have it to be. You know, they have it mm-hmm. as well. So basically anywhere you get, you get a streaming service, you can find a sister, sister. So I think it had a good mainstream. I think there were other people who, uh, who uh, I think there, you saw a lot of, uh, I saw a lot of uh, white uh, uh, people uh, rave about that show as well. So, you know, uh, you listen to uh, Tamara's, uh, Tia and Tamara's uh, comments. I think they said, you know, people of all uh, colors, you know, came up to them mm-hmm. and would say how much they love the show. And then now they got their kids watching it. So, and they said that they wouldn't be against doing a reboot either. So we'll see. I mean, but what would you want? You know, that would be interesting too. But like, 
Yeah, I'm sure you know both of them have been through it. Yeah, I know Tia's going through a divorce right now in real mm-hmm. life. I know Tamara's got two kids. I think both both of them got two kids, but no twins though. I'm kind of that's kind of weird. But uh, you know, will one of them have twins? You know, will one one would be married and one would be not? Will they both be single parents or maybe they'll both be married? You know, the trials and tribulations there. So, but yeah, I think what what, what I think a sister sister reboot would work or a continuation at the very least. Yeah, like I said, they get the script right. I think it would work because what would happen with Tim Reed's character and then Jackie's character, she she got married on the very last episode. Yep. yep. To uh, got, to Richard Law to uh, play by Richard Law and Bianca's dad. Remember? Yeah. So will they get divorced and then her and Tim Reed get together? If they do it right. If they do a reboot, I think that'll be the number one storyline if they get that right. I'm just throwing well, it I, out there. Look, Look, I'm actually glad they didn't go there with uh, uh, Lisa and Ray because it would it would have to me it would have ruined the series. They had they had gone. There. I'm glad they kept them friends. I'm glad that they let Lisa get married at the end of the series because I think that, that I think it would have been better uh, better if they didn't get married. But that if they didn't get together. But that's just me. I know they, I know they yeah. tease a little bit for like third or fourth season, but yeah, I'm glad they didn't. They kind of just went away from that. One more note before we close out. I actually saw this clip on YouTube yesterday before the Super Bowl. Do you, I, I definitely forgot about this episode, but remember the episode where uh, they were going to try out for the hockey team? They had to dress up oh, as yeah. boys. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yes, that. yes. Yeah, they had mustaches and hockey. Yes, I know yeah. I got Evan more from Chicago will appreciate this. I hope he remembers this episode. I hope we can bring him on on the show at some point. But they were going to try out for the hockey team, and they were throwing out hits, throwing out elbows, and. You know, talking trash. I was like, I forgot about this episode. Look after, look at that, that clip. I was like, yes, it was all about gender. They really did focus in on race on this episode, but they focused. It was about uh, gender equality. Like girls could play sports too. That's the angle they were going with. But I thought uh, the way they handled that was just pretty funny. Yeah, I see. Lamont was our buddy. Lamont was a fan, was not a fan of the show, and that's okay, Lamont. I mean, <laughs> you know, like I think it. Think you know, well, it was definitely uh, a certain type of uh, you know. Not, not not necessarily race, but also like your know, age of the show. I mean, it mm-hmm. wasn't like it's like you said, it didn't, you know, they, they dealt with hard hitting issues, you know, occasionally, but they did it in a very lighthearted way. And I know that wasn't mm-hmm. that that wasn't, you know, a big uh, I know that was always a big problem with uh sitcoms, especially when you try to do hard hit issues, you don't want to be too preachy and such. So mm-hmm. yeah, I know uh, I know uh, uh Ray ran for office for a little bit, you know, in, the, in that last season because you didn't really see you didn't see him, you know, very for too much in that last season. I mean, could have went on another year or two. I mean, maybe, but I, I think, you know, I think Tia and Samara, they both got some to college at that point. So I think they wanted to kind mm-hmm. of, you know, have that experience. So I don't blame them. I mean, yeah, yeah, it could have been the last, because it was, it was one of the top rated shows on the WB for like the, like the whole, their entire run. So they really didn't have a bad season. Right. Of course, they were going up against other great shows on that network at the time. Jamie Foxx, Steve Harvey's show. Mm-hmm. Of course, the Wayans Brothers. Or, well, let's not forget that. I'm sure right. we'll do that show at some point. But yeah, they, they, they were right up there with those other shows. She's on that network alone. Of course, uh, there's their brother station, quote unquote, UPN has some great shows as well outside of Moesha and Girlfriends. I'm sure we'll get to those shows at some point. But yeah, Sister Sils held up their own. ABC gave up on them too soon. But uh, they started well on that new network at the time called the WB. Well, thankfully the WB, because the WB owned the show. So, because yeah, know, a little a little fact here, the Full House was well. Cause remember that that the year that WB launched was also the same year Full House ended, and that show ninety five. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And the WB wanted uh, them to kind of be like the anchor of that network, but John Stamos and Candace Cameron Bure both said no. And of course, you know, mm-hmm. they asked Sister Sister they were going to come in, and that show ended up being the anchor for that network on the sitcom side. So, mm-hmm. you know, the you know, 
it's it's weird how how timing and how things work at you know sometimes. But yeah, I think look, I think Sister Sister was one of those shows where it, it had a great impact on people and and such. It showed uh black you know women especially in a, in a positive light and such. So yeah, I would love for a reboot as long as the script is right, as long as the story is right. I mean, it would be it would be great. But yeah, so you know, but yeah, we a, saw the girl yeah, we saw the girl right. before our eyes. Right. Also, it actually ended well. I think you know, at least getting married, and of course, the girls going off to their respective you know journeys and such. So, mm -hmm. it, 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 I think it, it ended perfectly. So, I think it was it was gonna be tough to uh, to top that ending that they end up having. All right. So oh. that's Lakina's uh, entry into our Black History Month Old School TV Money Series, Sister Sister. Great job, girl. Great job. Then yes, and yeah, uh, it will be it will be Sis' turn next week, so you're gonna have to tune in to see what show will it be. Hmm. Uh, you guys are gonna love next week's. So, uh, uh, oh, I'll I uh, that. But but Lakita, uh -huh. should I tip my hand on Friday if you guys are listening, watching, are good? If they behave themselves, uh -huh. maybe I'll tell it tell it on Friday. But if you guys you guys out there listening and watching, you guys better be good. If you're good, I might reveal my hand on Friday. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. He might give you a couple of hints too. He might. He just might. But uh, yeah, you guys can ponder that. <laughs> with that, said, <laughs> you follow me at Ke with that said, you can follow me at Keita McGee on the Twitter and at Keita's going to be on the IG. You can follow your Shirley Sydney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, S I D K I D 80. Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app wherever you get your apps. Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Please subscribe to our podcast at War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including that iHeartRadio app. And while you're at it, please give War Media a follow at WARR Media on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. Yes, and don't forget, sports. you can catch Sports on Chicago now available on Roku TV. Exactly. So yeah, so just you know, do the search on whatever device you have. It's all right there for you. If you got the Roku uh, app on your uh, smart TV, just put on Sports on Chicago. You know, it's all right there. You catch our show, Sean and Maya, uh, the Smoke Fellas. What's up, cuz? I know they're gonna have a lot to say about the Super Bowl coming up. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna do their show tonight, but uh, I'm sure you know you know you can catch them. I I, I guess, but uh, yeah. So you guys can check them out anywhere, anywhere you want, right there on uh. Sports on Chicago. Don't, don't forget War Media, War on Anchor, wherever mm -hmm. you get your podcast. If you listen to this episode and all our episodes, right there, uh, wherever you get your uh, your podcast. Yeah, so catch us, Second City Sports, live and in living color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on Sports on Chicago. One more again, as you young folks would say. Catch Sports on Catch Second City Sports, <laughs> live and in living color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Right here on Sports Zone Chicago. You better stay tuned for this Friday show because it's going to be a very, it's going to be a great one. Ah, yes. You guys got to tune in to find out. Well, actually, you know, we'll, we'll get the, a little bit of teaser out the way. Of course, around this time in the last couple of years, we're going to be doing our NBA midseason preview. We'll, we'll keep the Bulls talk to a minimum, we promise. With some familiar names, <laughs> maybe some new. Well, yeah, with some, with some familiar names and some new names too. So uh, you got to stay tuned. We're not going to tell you who they are yet, but we're going to. You know, you're going to have to say to to find out who's going to be a part of our panel this time. And can the panel convince me to tune into this weekend, to this year's All-Star Weekend? Because uh, even though it's <laughs> what, my favorite time of the year, Lakina, outside of uh, the beginning of Sunday's game, where they're going to pick, the, how they're going to pick the teams, I'm not sure that I'm excited for this for this All-Star Weekend. I, I'll, I'll see if the panel can convince me on that, 
among well, other, other I, things. I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll try. But yeah, it's more that that flyer that was circulating over the weekend. I mean, if you'll just look it up. But uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if that's a good way to start. <laughs> You're trying to preview for the All Star break. But, uh, <laughs> Well, well, look it up yourself, folks. You know, yeah, I'm not going to, you know, whatever, <laughs> hash that. But, yeah, I'm sure they'll try to convince you. I know a couple of our friends are, are big uh, fans of the All-Star break. So we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, but look, you know, first, Sid, I'm the Candace, but second, Sports on Sports Social Chicago. And uh, that big, we got a big show coming up this Friday. So make sure you guys stay tuned. We'll see you then. Love, peace, hair grease. Holla! <laughs> <laughs>